Mary every Thursday through Wednesday with your co-hosts, Brother Sunray and Brother Harry. Call in number for the show is always 347-850-8030. Also, we encourage you to join our website, CultureFreedomRadio.com. Become a member. News blogs and forums. Sign up and register. You can download these shows on iTunes and the Culture Freedom Radio. And also, you can follow us on Facebook and Twitter at Culture Freedom Radio. We always thank y'all for listening to us. We encourage y'all. www.mab-direct.com MAB Direct is an online stop and shop electronic store. We provide our customers with a variety of mobile, Android, tablet PC, computer accessories, Apple accessories, and a whole lot more at shockingly unbeatable prices at www.mab-direct.com people like me talk to the slaves, they didn't kill them. They sent some old house negro along behind him to undo what he said. You have to read the history of slavery to understand this. There were two kinds of negroes. There was that old house negro and the field negro. And the house negro always looked out for his master. When the field negroes got too much out of line, he held them back in check. He put them back on the plantation. The house Negro could afford to do that because he lived better than the field Negro. He ate better, he dressed better, and he lived in a better house. He lived right up next to his master in the attic or the basement. He ate the same food his master ate and wore his same clothes. And he could talk just like his master. master. Good diction. And he loved his master more than his master loved himself. That's why he didn't want his master hurt. If the master got sick, he'd say, what's the matter, boss? We sick. When the master's house caught a fire, he'd... Try and put the fire out. He didn't want his master's house burned. He never wanted his master's property threatened. And he was more defensive of it than the master was. That was the house Negro. But then you had some field Negro who lived in huts, had nothing to lose. They wore the worst kind of clothes, they ate the worst food, and they caught hell. They felt the sting of the lash. They hated their master. Oh, yes, they did. If the master got sick, they prayed that the master died. <laughs> if the master's house caught a fire, they prayed for a strong wind to come along. This was the difference between the two. And today you still have house Negroes and field Negroes. Yeah. I'm a field Negro.
Oh, yeah, oh, yeah, oh, yeah. Give yourself a round of applause. Give yourself a round of applause. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Thank y'all, family, for tuning in once again. Y'all, the Culture Freedom Radio in the house. Man, coming to y'all on a Thursday night, November the 17th. 2011 is the date. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah. We got a hot one tonight, y'all. We got a hot one tonight. We coming in the house, y'all, to step on some toes tonight. Y'all know how we do it. Sometimes we got to do it a little controversial. But uh, even though it's a little controversial, it's still thought-provoking. It's still something that has to be addressed. It's still something that has to be talked about, and it needs to be talked about and brought to the forefront. So we're going to do it tonight, y'all, once again, as we always do right here, Coach of Freedom Radio style. We're going to step on some toes. We're going to hit some head, hit y'all upside the head tonight. What we have tonight for y'all is, can a house Negro be reformed? Oh, one more time. I like that, y'all. I like that. Let me say that one more time. Can a house Negro be reformed? I know y'all ain't heard the word Negro in a good long while. Some of y'all used to hear it, a house nigger. But can they be reformed? Or can the hell they be rehabilitated? You know, they send drug addicts to, um, well, alcoholics to a rehabilitation center. So can a house Negro be rehabilitated? But can he be reformed? Can you change this house Negro? Y'all heard Malcolm opening up, giving y'all the description uh, and 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 uh, what a house Negro does, telling you how a house Negro, how he do he identify with his master more than his master identify with himself. So we're gonna talk about this one, y'all, because we do have a lot of house Negroes running around here today, as Malcolm said. Hey, man, it showed up, y'all. I see it. I see it. And we're going to have some clips we're going to play tonight to let you hear a couple of house Negroes. Man, let y'all hear some of these house Negroes. I know there's a lot of names that you know, and there might be one or two of them that you don't know. And this man is crazy. It's crazy. So they character Uncle Ruckus. Man, it's just not a character on the boondocks. We have real live Uncle Ruckus that's running around here today. Man, 2011 is unbelievable. Unbelievable! After all the history that we have went through here in America, man, we still got house Negroes running around here doing this crazy shit. Oh man, we're gonna get into it tonight, y'all. Like I said, we're delighted to have y'all in the house with us tonight. Let me give y'all a definition right here. This is one of the definitions I'm gonna bring be bringing to you throughout the show. This is from the Urban Dictionary. I'm gonna use some of this urban terminology tonight. Urban uh, definitionary. Uh, this is one thing. One. Uh, de- Definition that the house, I mean, the Urban Dictionary says dealing with house nigger or house negroes. It said a black person that does their best to please white people, even if it means disowning their own uh, racial identity. That's just one of the definitions coming from the Urban Dictionary about what a house nigger is. Oh, yeah, y'all get ready for this one. Y'all, the area code, I mean, the number to call in tonight is 347-850-8030. One more time, that number is 347-850-8030. If you want to call in and chime in, man, throw your thoughts about it here. You know a house Negro in your neighborhood. You know a house Negro, man, shit, somewhere that's in in the limelight, political light, any kind of light. Man, call in and let us know. Let's talk about this. And you got the, uh, 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 or even a program 
that you know how to reform these house niggas or house niggas. Call in and let us know, y'all. But let's get into this thing. Let's bring my brother in the house, y'all. And y'all know who this show is always hosted by, none other than your brothers. Brother Eric and Brother Sun Ray, let's do it, y'all. Let's bring some light to this subject. Let's find out, can these house Negroes be reformed? Because I'm, I'm devastated about some of the stuff they do and some of the things they say. Let's get into it, y'all. Let's bring our brother, Brother Eric, in the house, y'all. Peace, brother. Peace. Oh, peace, black man. Peace to the family who are listening. Peace to y'all listening to us on the website, um, Blog Talk Radio. And who will catch us in their convenience later? Uh, we're dealing with the uh, house Negro and how can he be reformed? <clears throat> it's funny how the house Negro is always propagated or put before us as a marquee. I always say that huh? as a marquee. And our strong freedom fighters are looked at as uh, uh, terrorists, or uh, uh, I can't, the word escapes me right now. I'm having a Rick Perry moment, (laughs) or a Herman Cain moment. Um, Libya, Libya, Libya. Uh, I'm tossing it up in my mind as I try to put my thoughts together. Yeah, we 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 uh have to go into this thing and analyze this thing and see for what it's worth. And uh as they give us these uh figureheads as spokespersons for us that don't share our ideas, thoughts or ambitions. And uh how we don't even Pick up on it. Uh, this has been going on since the annals of time. Um, throughout scripture, throughout history, there's always been a house Negro. But they use different terms. You know, uh, white people call them Benedict Arnold. Back in Jesus' time, and Judas. Hmm? Hmm. So uh, there's always going to be some somebody opposing your rise and doing it with smooth talk, promising you a better lifestyle. And this is what's killing me. Uncle Tom niggas promising you a better lifestyle when can't no man promise you no better lifestyle but you. So why do we parade around here and get so vainglorious? Like X-Clan say, we get vainglorious about uh, people of color, so-called representing us. And is that the key to success? Having a 
figurehead represents you. Let's go into this and what you got for me, some Ray. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. I'm trying to try to get one. Trying to damn. I'm trying to get the right one to start us off. Uh, oh, you caught me, oh God. Oh, well, well, why you? uh, You give me one more. Go one more minute, but I got to find the right one. Okay. Now, while we wait on these uh, reality show Negroes and reality show uh, puppets. In politics and religion, we wasting our damn time because all this, all this is a game. It's a game to manipulate your mind. That's all it is. Religion ain't got nothing to do with it. Religion is political. Anything you uphold has some political some political uh connotation attached to it as we uh taught on that before and I'm not knocking people for having their upholding their religious uh virtue or whatever you are christian muslim protestant what have you but you got to look at the bigger picture. You see, we put our, we attach ourselves to an organization. You see? And then when we do that, we limit ourselves. You see? Because you are you. You are you before you attach yourself to any organization whether it be political or religious, you are what you you are. You chose to do that. Or you were forced into doing that based on your family values. And so that was something that you was comfortable with, and so you stuck with it. But the parody that's being played now, which is in open view, which everybody has access to study and analyze and look at. It's a game of marbles. Hmm? Circles of knowledge and perspectives being knocked out of the circle by another big ball. Hmm? Playing Games back and forth. Some people go over there and listen to Alex Jones. Alex Jones telling you to pick up weapons and guns and buy ammunition. And then put all your money in gold because the dollar's declining. And all this other madness. Paper and stuff that come out to earth ain't going to provide life and give you nourishment. It's all a game. Hmm? Some right, they teach us, uh, let me know when you're ready. They teach us to oh, acquire language. Ready when you rub, bro. Huh? 
Yeah. I'm ready when you are, bro. Huh? No, I'm just I'm ready when you are, bro. Go ahead. You finish it up, bro. Okay. They teach us to acquire land. Right? Yes, sir. I mean, this is just something to think, to ponder on. And uh, you got everybody worrying about their finances. You got Occupy Wall Street and Occupy different cities. And you got individuals like Jay-Z and people of that nature uh, making money off this. Ain't nobody talking about Occupy itself. You see? Occupy itself first. You know, it kills me somewhere when people talk about occupied land. We need land because you can reap the benefits off land. Well, if you ain't occupied cell first, you ain't going to get no land. You got to be in a certain mindset to acquire anything that's given to you. You're not going to get nothing that's that you're not mentally prepared to have. A lot of people want a house, but they ain't mentally prepared to uh, take on the responsibility of a house. It sounds good. You know, that's like uh, when people tell you, oh, I'm going to school to be a doctor. That sounds good. Oh, good. Good job. My baby's going to be a, a doctor. A lot of trials and tribulations going into that. Hmm? You need to occupy self first. Because you are the land. Hmm? You come out of the earth. So you are the earth. So you own a certain part of this earth. That's why they tax you on it. And they put a number on you like a prison inmate because they tax in the earth. You pay for water. You pay for electricity. You pay for everything that's on the earth. They come from the earth. Pay for gold, silver, diamonds. Hmm? You pay for food. We come from the earth. Hmm? And you pay for yourself to stay on the earth. Now you got these black bourgeoisie Negroes. That mix it all up and want you to follow their philosophy. Everything is a philosophy. Everything is a game. Everything is a thought process which you follow. Go ahead, Summary. Do what you do. All right, y'all. We got our first, well, we're going to say guest speakers tonight, y'all. We're going to have guest speakers tonight. We're going to do it like that. We ain't going to say clips. We're going to say guest speakers. Um, First, represent the, um, I would say, black conservative group 
because uh, most of these guys we're gonna play tonight gonna be some black conservatives. I'm I'm really tripping off these black and so called black conservative man. Them them cats a trip. But y'all, the first guest speaker we are gonna have coming on the show. Uh, going to speak tonight. Y'all going to trip off this shit. This shit is unbelievable. But we have Reverend Jesse Lee Peterson, who also has a show. Um, damn, I forgot which station he come on. But yeah, it really don't make a damn difference because y'all don't want to really hear his, his crazy ass. But uh, uh, but here's Reverend Jesse Lee Peterson with a, with his his words saying, "Thanks for thanks for uh, America. Th- he thanks America for slavery. Check this one out, y'all." Hope y'all are ready for this one. Hope you strap down to your chair because you're gonna damn near fall out your chair when you hear this one. Here go Reverend Jesse Lee Peterson, y'all. No, I've I've often said that uh, thank God for slavery because you know had not then black the blacks who are here would have been stuck in Africa and you see how bad Africa everybody and mama are trying to get out of Africa and come to America. And so God has a way of looking out for folks, and he made it possible by way of slavery uh, uh, to get black folks into this country. But 100% American. Proud of it. I thank God that he saw fit for me to get here. Never mind that... you know, we were sold, I mean, my, I guess my ancestors way back, way young, the wind, were sold by Arabs and blacks to white folks and got us here. White, the white man came and brought us to the greatest country in the world. Uh, the ride over was pretty tough, but you know, it's like riding on a crowded airplane and when you're not in first class, it's a tough ride. <laughs> But you're happy when you get to your destination. And so uh, the ride was tough over here. Uh, the pain for freedom was tough. You know, because in life, if you want to gain something, you got to lose something. No pain, no gain. So it was a tough. The pain was tough, all for the sake of freedom. So I thank God that he got me here and to show my appreciation to the uh, blacks who suffer as a result of coming here, and the Arabs and blacks who sold us to the white man, the white man for for going there and getting us and bringing us here, uh, I want to say thanks. <laughs> All right, y'all, y'all can get up on the floor now. God damn it, uh... Well, you can get up. I hope y'all didn't bust your TV screens out. You didn't. You weren't. I hope you weren't playing your Wii game and let the controller slip and hit the damn TV up, man. I, did y'all hear that? Man, did y'all hear that crazy shit? He thank he thanked the white man for bringing us here so we could be free. Damn, I thought we were free in Africa already. I mean, according to our history, we was over there building great monuments and man, uh, discovering. Uh, Damn, arithmetic, science, you know, all the different mathematics. Damn, we had to come to America. We had to go through slavery, go through all those horrific things that they put us through, raping our women, children, hell, even men. Man, getting beat to death, been hung, all of this. So he can say we got slave. I mean, so we could be free. Oh, man. Now, that's a house, Negro. Now, if anybody disagree with that, please, man, I damn, that's that's really ridiculous. 
and this is supposed to be a so-called black man, because he say this is what he said. I've, I've heard him on some of his clips, and I've actually listened to his show. And he, this a brother, man, he cannot stand other black people. He can't really. He talked bad about Obama. I got a clip we're gonna play on now. He talked bad. He hate. He can't stand Obama. Uh, he don't like Al Sharpton, uh, Jesse Jackson. Which in a way, hell, I I don't kind of disagree with him. I hate the things they do. I'm not saying I don't hate them, but uh, he can't really stand other uh, black people. Well, he says what he did. He says, yeah, I'm 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 black. I'm black as the ace of spades. But he said. Um, he said, "I'm not an African American." Uh, he said, "I'm an I'm a I am an American." So he really don't even identify with the content of Africa or that none of that culture. He said he's an American, proud of it. Man, he hold up white supremacy to the T. But did y'all hear this uh, man, this cat though, talking about how he he thanked the white man for slavery? Can you believe some shit like this? This coming out of a so-called black man mouth. Man, that's ridiculous. That's that's house Negro, one hundred percent. I'm gonna show you why. According to back going back to the uh, Urban Dictionary one more time, this is uh, this definition two from the Urban Dictionary of house nigger. It says a black person that suck up to white for to the white man for benefits from slavery times. Um, whether whether house Negro would get to work inside the house as opposed to picking out cotton in the hot sun. And there was one more I had. Uh, God damn. Hold up. Let me see. Let me see. Okay. Well, I'll come back to another because i got to find some more. Yeah, but, man, this is – that nigga was crazy, man. I can't even get my damn word together out there. Bro, what you got to say on that one, brother? <laughs> um, <laughs> that, that shit is ridiculous, man. It's, 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 it's like he's speaking and he got – his hand out for his check. You know what I'm saying? Because that shit is real. <laughs> it couldn't be real, though. I mean, I mean, I, I hear the black boys, but okay. Well, first of all, what is freedom? Man. Freedom is your definition of freedom: the power or right to act, speak, or think as one wants. Without hindrance or restraint, absence of subjection or foreign domination, or uh, despotic government. Now he's free to speak his mind, but he ain't speaking his mind freely. He 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 is a house negro. He getting paid to say what he want to say. Ain't no individual in their right mind is going to say some shit like that, man. You don't hear the Jews saying that shit. Like, we was glad that uh, they put us, uh, uh, the Germans put us in the oven. Because that made us move over here. And we made a better life. It was a hundred million people. Oh, they claim that died in the Middle Passage. How many, how many of them black people on that boat that didn't jump off that boat or didn't commit suicide was house niggas? 
They said they was just going to simulate. Now, you can't just say a house nigga is just black people. You got house niggas that are Chinese, house niggas that are Mexican. Hmm? Throw throw their tradition and culture culture and heritage in the trash and assimilate to American walks of life and traditions. Hmm? Claiming that's so much better. When this individual here that has a ruling hand ain't got no tradition or culture or heritage. How you gonna do that? Hmm? How you gonna be black man in America, celebrate and be the president and celebrate Halloween? Then you know that's satanic unless you're a part of that shit. Hmm? How you gonna do that? How you gonna be a black man with a Muslim name? So-called Muslim name, because his real name is something else. I can't think of it right now. What is it, Tony? What's his real name, man? Uh, Barry. Some shit. Uh, what's his name? Uh, Barry. Well, they call Barry, him Barry. Child. Barry. Some shit. You know what we saying? don't really know. Who gives a shit anyway? His actions show you what he is. You know what I mean? Names don't mean a goddamn thing. Yeah, you know, you're using his stage name right now, so. Mm-hmm. People name things all the time, but that don't mean that's what it is. And that's what it's going to act out. But you got this uh, whole facade going on based on, and we following this shit based on titles, and what's been given. It's the language barrier. You caught up in the language. You ain't caught up in the spirit, you caught up in the language. That's why you go to church. You get caught up in the language. You just want to hear somebody sing. You caught up in the language and the uh, oratory skills, the singing, and the audio waveform. You're attracted to waveform. Like we said last show, there's a new. Well, it ain't new, but. Uh, there's called a downloadable drugs that you can download off the internet and get supposedly get high off of it. We posted that on our website. I ain't tried this shit, but and I ain't down with that foolishness. But you got your uh Uncle Tom, Herman, Big Daddy Kane representing Representing you as a black man And this is food for thought for all black men He groping women So called That's what they're saying 
trying to pam under the table. Hmm? Now, mind you, uh, they've been banging on black men for a long time. And it started with, uh, well, it didn't really start, but it kind of escalated with, uh, what's that preacher's name with the homosexuality case? Um, damn. It's just shout out on my, uh, I know, I Eddie Long. I think it's not. Eddie Long. Oh. With that, you see, now you got all these white men coming out, uh, getting busted with sex scandals with children. When this shit been going on all the damn time. Now why are they just now have us focusing on this where we're Barack finna go invade Iran? Hmm? And while your privacy has been constantly taken, it's 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 not the individuals. These bootleg Negroes is playing the game. The privacy is gonna be taken from you. This is part of the game. Ain't nothing gonna happen to Herman Cain. Probably ain't nothing gonna happen to uh Sandusky, or however you pronounce his name. He might get two years, if that. You know what I'm saying? Joe Paterno getting $500,000 a year. Since he lost his job, he good. He's straight. Franco Harris talked about it, and he worked at a little franchise gambling joint or what have you, he lost his job because he said he loved Joe Paterno. And meanwhile, you got Al Sharpton, who's backing uh, um, Herman Cain, because he's claiming... Because I listened to his show, he claiming uh, he gonna wait till he got enough evidence to prove him guilty. So I don't want to say nothing negative. They're all part of the boule. They're all part of the secret uh, society. Of course, Obama ain't saying nothing. That's out of his, uh, you know, he, he can't. He don't delve into that. Hearsay and gossip and president don't deal with that. Even if they're banging on his ass. And they're banging on his ass hard. Got him kissing men on the mouth and all this other shit. Photoshop pictures. You know what I'm saying? He ain't saying nothing. Wife ain't saying nothing. Mother-in-law ain't saying shit. Hmm? We got children being sexually harassed like nobody's business, Sun Ray. Your black leaders ain't talking about that. What they talking about? 
Occupy Wall Street. Money finagling. Today, they got uh, the big so-called, I think they were props, so-called businessmen occupying Wall Street today. The people from Wall Street was protesting, telling people to get a job. We posted that on the website. Now, if that ain't the biggest bunch of bullshit that I've ever seen in my life, tell me some land on Mars, goddammit. I mean, we got real issues that need to be dealt with, and we, NAACP, we ain't heard from y'all, SNCC Corps. Our children are getting raped, man, getting sentenced as an adult. What's that 10-year-old girl who, uh, uh, she wanted some candy or something? I can't remember what she actually did, but they're going to try her as an adult at 10 years old? Yeah, well, she actually had a bag of candy at school. Her teacher took her candy from her, and uh, and the the teacher uh, actually accused her of hitting her in the stomach and saying that she was going to kill her, and uh, I think she said her family. It happened in Orange County, and they charged her uh, with a felony at the age of 10 years old. Hmm. It's just, you know... It's just something that needs to be addressed, you know. Instead of focusing on our life force, we're focusing on motherfuckers who are going to be dead in 15, 20 years. Fuck them. You know what I'm saying? They live their lineage. The hell with them. We ain't got time to be wasting my thought energy on no goddamn Herman Cain, Obama, uh, whoever they try to uh, put before uh, my eyes. I ain't got time for it. You know? I got time to address the issues, FBA, such as FBI hate crimes target blacks in 70% of race-based cases. Nick Cannon says, I get pulled over by police once a week because I'm a black man in a nice car. You know what I'm saying? You're planning to do away with the the, uh, TSA scanner because they found out it caused cancer. We We ain't discussing these issues. Hmm? We on some bullshit. You know what I'm saying? And propagating it. Look at this article on Culture Freedom Radio. Student GOP leader sparks out outrage after saying Obama assassination would be good. And and it and it'd be tempting. Wow, so fucking what? You posted that on should should uh the FBI and CIA be uh 
uh, on alarm because of a tweet or a twit. I don't know. Y'all answer that for me. Hmm? I mean, race, race card, and discrimination is rampant. Tiger Woods had a perfect opportunity to represent self, but he's scared. He ain't got nobody to run to. Hmm? So he just looked mad in the photo of the man and shake the man's hand. Called him a black ass nigga. You think I'll be shaking somebody's hand to call me a black ass nigga, man? Hmm? Hmm? I wouldn't shake your hand. You know what I'm saying? I'd talk to you like another man, you know, because you really wouldn't hurt my feelings. But, you know, shaking hands indicate uh, symbolically some other shit. No, we ain't down like that, bro. You know what I'm saying? That's an Uncle Tom-ass nigga. That's another motherfucker right there. You know what I'm saying? Said he wasn't black. Found something right? Black in the motherfucker. He darker than me, son. You know that? Mm. Only difference between me and him, my hair curled tighter than his shit do. Huh? I'm lighter than that motherfucker. You know what I'm saying? These things that we need to address. You got, look, just came out today. Quarter of Americans will have to work until they are 80 so they can retire comfortably. Don't you know it was not, not. One black person in the motherfucking article. It was just just nothing but white people. They don't see no future in your retirement. At eighty, who the fuck want to work at eighty years old, man? Huh? And excuse me, y'all for cussing, but I just get emotional about this and. It just if I when I go it's depressing, man. Because people don't understand what we're dealing with. We're dealing with real day to day issues, and the time is moving, and we sitting up here debating and arguing over scripture, which ain't getting us nowhere. You notice in scripture. Was they arguing over what happened uh, in another prophet's time, or was they dealing with their own time? That's what us conscious individuals need to put in focus. We writing scripture and Holy Quran and Bible. Don't be the ones that ain't mentioned of. 
in the new book. Hmm? And I don't give a damn about, you know, people calling in. They can call in all they want to about Prophet Muhammad, peace be upon him, and all that. All that stuff is irrelevant to me at this point in time. I understand the scripture. I understand the Holy Quran and Bible. And it's just a damn fallacy, man. How are you going to wish somebody peace when they're gone? But you need peace for it when you ain't here. You're believing in a mystery, God. You know what I'm saying? Police just beating your ass, high-fiving each other. I mean, we as black people, we catching hell, man, like nobody's business. Like nobody's business, man. We catching it. Hmm? And black entrepreneurs are are prospering on your ignorance. JG sells out his T-shirts, Occupy Wall Street, another house Negro. You think he loves black people? Hell no. I love black people. Look at all your stars. Michael Jackson, your big ones. Michael Jackson, Oprah Winfrey. There be smoke screening shit on your ass. Oprah Winfrey get a school built in Africa for girls. She didn't do it for boys. What's wrong? You hate the black man? God damn, why don't you put one over here in in the United States? You didn't do that shit. Michael Jackson touring all these devil countries, Russia, and all these other people. They don't even like black people over there. You know what I'm saying? Look at us, man. And we flock to these individuals. Look at this one. Former boxer, I mean, but not boxer, former Boston Red Sox manager sexually abused young black boys for two decades. Just came out today. Now a manager of the Boston Red Sox Getting it in with some young boys. You're going about to find out some more shit. How could it be kept hush hush from all this time? Like you were saying, something right, it's been going on since the annals of time, huh? And it's in scripture, huh? Huh? Oh, yeah. It's written. It's nothing new. I mean, we shouldn't be surprised about this. Hmm? And as we get closer and closer, and as technology grows, there won't be no need for the house Negro. Because technology is going to take over the house Negro. 
So they won't have no job. They ain't going to need them no more because they got the Internet and they got technology. And we can pipe into whatever they think. We don't need you no more, Farrakhan. We don't need you no more, uh, Jesse Jackson. We don't need you no more, Al Sharpton. We don't need you. What we need you for when we can play your audio and recordings and manipulate that? What we need you for? We don't need you. Because we got our robots set in place. We got Monsanto working heavily on their genetics. And they health and they brain. We got the fluoride in the water. We got the downloadable drugs that you can download on the internet. If that ain't good enough, we got the weed that we selling that's uh uh scientifically created and spliced and the seeds have been spliced. Huh? We got the new religion which brings you into Satanism. We got it all. We got the music that's going to entice you into Satanism. Hmm? We're pushing homosexuality 24-7. Shit, we the bomb. We don't need you house Negroes no more. So the house Negro is going to turn into the 99%. And they're going to be looking for a safe haven. Hmm? Notice how, uh, somebody notice how a lot of your uh, your influential leaders, they got, they're on the radio now. Huh? They got a radio show. Who back in that radio show? Huh? Hmm? Steve Harvey. Black woman think like a man. It's impossible for a black woman to think like a, or any woman to think like a man. And for any, ain't that lesbianism? You're promoting lesbianism on the slick. It's impossible for a, I, I understand what you're trying to convey, but I also understand a deeper uh, uh, science in it, too. Everybody you like got a talk show. Jesse Jackson got a radio show. Hmm? So look at it. And you got your black leaders participating in Wall Street and these mock uh, uh, arrests. Then your ass get arrested and you got that shit on your record. You can't even get no goddamn job when all this shit died down because you participating in it. And people are dying, getting tuberculosis, TB. 
Pretty soon they're gonna put the HIV outbreak out on your ass. We saying occupy ourselves. The hell with these uh, black charlatan leaders. Hmm. Have they put any money in your community? Hell to the no. Hmm. It's one thing to do a speech. It's another thing to put that shit in action. What the hell talking going to do? We talk all night and day. Our people are suffering. And it ain't got nothing to do with religion. It got a lot to do with depression based on slavery and lack of economics. A lack of finances. And a lack of education, a lack of knowing who you are, what you can do, and how you can make it happen for yourself. That's what it's a lack of. But it's a systematically designed to keep the God dead. Hmm? Spiritual genetic annihilation. We'll let some rise to the top for a minute. Hmm? And you notice how our stars rise to the top. Are they provi- are they family provided for? Hell no. They disregard them and got millions. You know. Jay-Z, what, he got like $4 billion? He got cousins, relatives. They all could be set for life. His, his, his gene pool could be set for life. But is it? Hmm? No. Run around buying trinkets. Hmm? While these people getting paid, you know what I'm saying? John F. Kennedy's son, nephew, John F. Kennedy's nephew received 1.4 billion in taxpayers' bailout for his struggling green energy firm. 1.4 billion, man. You see how they look out for their seed? Hmm? Well, on the other hand, you got old ignorant ass Herman Cain playing the script talking about how you say delicious in Cuban. What kind of ignorant shit is that? You know goddamn well, man. Hmm? So-called college graduate, and you can want to ask somebody how to say delicious in Cuban? Hmm? Then when you get asked on the Libyan crisis, Libya, Libya, uh, like you don't know. Shit, if they, somebody, if they ask you about Libya and what you thought about you, I'm sure if you, they caught you off guard, you could say something. You wouldn't be saying, oh, uh, Libya, Libya. Anybody would. 
God damn. Why do some churches prefer pastors without theological education? On our website. Because they're in it for the entertainment. Go ahead, Samurai. Yeah, I want to, uh, like I said, we got some callers calling in to uh, give you a quick, couple of quick definitions again coming from the Urban Dictionary. Since we're talking tonight about house Negroes, and can the house Negroes uh, be reformed? Can a house Negro actually be rehabilitated? Um, now, according to the According to uh, one of the other uh, definitions from the Urban Dictionary, I'm not using Webster tonight. I'm using uh, we use this term a lot. <clears throat> you don't really hear the European and the Caucasian using the word house nigger, but we use it a lot of times in the street terminology when we're talking about someone. So I'm using it from the Urban Dictionary tonight, and uh, it says that the uh, the word house nigger has numerous of def- uh, definitions. It says uh, essentially a black person who acts white but tries to be black, a black person that serves uh, white people or one who's trying to uphold the white agenda, uh, white supremacy. A house nigger is, the word house nigger is derived from slavery times when the slave who worked inside the house and stuck up to the white slave master was referred to as a house nigger. And that is coming in once again from the Urban Dictionary. Y'all can look it up online and just you know, go to the Urban Dictionary, type in house nigger or house nigger. They give you several different uh, meanings, and uh, it'll break it down in different sentences. But uh, that's one thing about the Urban Dictionary, uh, Urban Dictionary, it's dealing with house nigger. And uh, when I was looking at, I'm going to get to the caller, when I was looking at two, and I look at a lot of times, when I look at the uh, those brothers who call themselves black conservatives, uh, for one reason, you know, I don't really get into politics, whether you're Democrat, Republican, none of that. I don't, you know, that's shit both of y'all are saying to me. But when I look at a lot of brothers who are calling themselves uh, black conservatives or Republicans, it seems like a lot of those brothers have uh, self-hatred for themselves. Well, I guess even Condoleezza Rice. I didn't see, I didn't really hear a lot of things from Condoleezza Rice, uh, as I'm going to say a lot of these brothers. But, you know, it seemed like they have, they call themselves black as the definition said up here. And but they try to act white. And they see they speak out against uh, black things. I'm, I'm going to play a clip again about this brother who has a show right here on Blog Talk. I know he did. I don't know if he still do call himself the black conservative. When you hear them speak, uh, they, when they, they're talking They always say oh, I am American They don't identify with Africa Or nothing comes from the continent of Africa uh, Or whatever they want to call it Nubia or whatever They don't identify with that And they always saying black people are this They try to talk down You know that they're black when you see them In, in the form or physical form And skin tone But when you hear their words that are coming out of their mouth They sound like an old racist ass White boy or something and, and that's why when we played uh, Reverend Jesse Peterson when he was saying what he was saying, you would think there would be some words coming uh, straight out of a white person's mouth or something. Man, I'm glad we, you know, instead of him saying, I'm glad that we, uh, uh, that y'all white people put us in slavery, it kind of sounded like he, I'm glad we put them niggas in slavery. But he flipped the script and said, I'm glad that white people put us in slavery and brought, and brought us here. 
But damn, man, you was, like I said, you was free at first. But to get back to my point, it, why do it seem like all of these so-called black conservatives always have that same mindset as uh, Jesse Lee Peterson, um, Alan Watt, not Alan Watt, Alan Keeney, um, damn, uh, let me see you. Well, you know Herman Cain, a lot of uh, black conservatives. All of these brothers have that same mindset, and I'm only saying it a lot of times. When it comes to these black conservatives, man, they talk bad about their own people outright. They don't give a damn. Now, you know, you know, we talk about some things that Jesse them do as black liberals, but they hide their shit. You know, we, we know they straight out house Negroes. We know it. But not as much as these so-called black conservatives. Because they always, like, Herman Cain made this statement, uh, black people need to quit whining. You know, they need to quit whining and all of this. Same thing all of these black conservatives always saying. And, like, they're not black. Like, you know what I'm saying, they always been in those positions that they had. And a lot of them probably hadn't got those positions. Or they probably wouldn't even do Now, I said this in the chat room. Let me go back. A lot of them brothers wouldn't probably have that mindset or do what they do if it wasn't for those goodies. What I mean by the goodies, you take away all the damn, to give them those money, those perks, um, those little trinkets, those little toys that they have. Take away their big-ass homes and take away them fancy suits and shit they got, those radio stations and all they got. Put their ass back in the hood. Put them back in the hood. Put their ass on some food stamps, welfare. We See, would they still be talking that same crazy mess as they talking? Hell no, they wouldn't. They've been given so-called prominent positions and given titles and labels to put upon themselves. And this is why they do what they do, to keep that shit. And I, deep down inside, they don't really believe that bullshit they, they, they put now. Excuse me for using the term. But they don't believe that crap. A lot of these brothers, we say they sell out. They sell out because they want something. They want these, little, like I said, the, the, the American dream, live the American dream. They wanted these big houses, nice cars, a damn white picket fence with a dog in it. Because this is what we've been told that we must have, the American dream. For, and for the, a black man to have the American dream, he damn they got to be what they call a sellout or a house nigga to get it. Because you look at a lot of these black brothers who get in the NBA, what do they do? They give them a big fat contract with with millions of dollars, and then these brothers end up forgetting about the black sister that they had in high school and in college, and run out and get them a snow bunny. You know we got the snow bunny, a snowflake. Y'all know what I'm saying, Tiger Woods. You know what I'm talking about. This is what you do. You become that good old house nigga, and you don't reach back to your brothers in the hood, or in those projects that you grew up with. But he was speaking on Jay-Z how, and Jay-Z, he proudly talk about, he used to, I don't know now, how he grew up in Marcy Projects. And and so what are you, how are you reaching back to some of those brothers and sisters in the project, Jay-Z, since you got in the house now? Because you're in the house. Because you're in corporate America. I'm not saying there's nothing wrong with being in corporate America, but as long as you don't forget those who are behind you trying to have a little peace and happiness, trying to feed themselves, trying to clothe themselves. You know, I, I, I want to list some. I don't, I, I, my thing is, 
I want to live a, a nice life too. I want to be able to afford things for my family. I want to be able to. I don't want the big life. I don't want the damn big ass, big mansion. I don't need all that shit. I'm just on a basic level. But I just want to be able to provide for my family, be able to feed my family, be able to give them bottle of water or something. You know, just the basic necessities. I don't need all that other glimmer and gold. You know, I don't need that. It's almost, I'm almost like the gospel song or the Christmas song that come around. It says, well, how they be saying I'd rather have Jesus than silver and gold? I'd rather have my dignity than all those silver and gold, and it's bling, bling. I don't need to be a sellout-ass Negro to, to be able to have those things. So you take away all those things from those brothers, those radio shows, those TV shows and shit, Brother, they wouldn't be saying all this crap they putting out to the public. It would be, it would shut that down, man, today. So when we talk about house Negroes, they are only trying to identify, like I say, with this white supremacist thing. They're trying to be something that they're not. They just like that movie uh, with Dan Aykroyd and uh, Eddie Murphy trading places. That's what they're, that's what they're doing. They're trading places. They want to stand in the image of a white, of the white man. They want to hold up the white man. They want, it's just like, I, don't, I just can't hardly describe it, man, because it's so unbelievable sometimes when I hear these brothers talk. And it's mostly these, these so-called black conservatives. And like I said, I'm not even into politics, but when I hear these brothers speak, it's just unbelievable, man, how a so-called black man can say the things he says. Uh, and 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 about other black people, and majority of they 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 listening audience is white people. So it's like you step and fit. For and it goes back to to me, your when roots and it could put me in the mind of roots. When when you had Fitler, you know who had the filler to entertain Massa. That's what it puts me in the mind of when they be saying the things that they say. It's just to entertain Massa, give Massa a good laugh. Oh, look at him, man. That nigga, he's talking about his own people. Oh, man, that's hilarious. This is, look at no Herman Jane. Oh, man. Damn, look at Jesse Lee Peterson. Oh, man, look at, man, these niggas is crazy. We did a good job on them. You're entertaining your master. That's why entertainment field pays more money than the average labeler. If I go out here and I dig a ditch, something that's real constructive that we need. We need to build houses. We need rules over our heads. Now, if I go out and do construction work, I say construction work, I frame my house. You might want to pay me maybe $10 an hour at most. But I go up and dribble a basketball up and down the damn court, throw a football uh, 50 miles down, I mean 50 yards down the field, kick a ball through the damn soccer net, play some golf, knocking a damn white ball in a hole. You can pay me millions to do that, just to be on television so you can have some relaxation, some entertainment. But you can't pay me, man, enough money to keep these houses going up. The basic necessities that people need, that people have these jobs, that they're really producing something. What is a, a, a goddamn a freaking basketball game producing? Nothing but entertainment. And then this is why the... And it goes back to Fitler again. Like I said, by Fitler, it's entertainment. And this why you house Negroes, you house niggas sell out the way you do because you want 
these little things that Master give you off of his table, the crumbs off the Master's table, as the Bible speaks of. But I'm going to shut up on this one and be calling in here. Put their okay, I got one more yeah. thing I want to add. I want to play a clip before we bring in the callers. Hold tight. This is going to take me one minute. And I was just wanted to add on what you were saying about how these black politicians and leaders speak out for us, you see, and uphold white supremacy. But as you, you notice, your white leaders, we ain't mentioning none of their talks unless it's uh, negative, such as Ann Coulter separating us, saying that the uh, black Republicans are the real Republicans. So we ain't real black people over here. And I ain't, I ain't, I ain't, I ain't no Democrat or Republican. I'm me, but I'm just using her as an example. Because remember, the the so-called founding fathers, and they ain't have no mothers in there. Uh, without you, got to have a woman to produce life. That's homosexual right there. Nothing but nothing but a bunch of white men in a room deciding how this country is going to uh, be dealt with. And it says we the people. We wasn't included, and we still ain't included. When you hear white people dialogue, they ain't talking about you. They're talking about them. When they're talking about Occupy Wall Street, they ain't talking about you. They're talking about them. Because they mad. Because they're the new niggas. They ain't talking about you. you wasting your goddamn time. You see? It's a big-ass smoke screen. And when, the, when our black people talk, they talk for them. They don't talk for us. They do it in a slick way. You got different kind of people who can change the words around. It's language, manipulation of language. Let me show you how you manipulate language and how you can make it turn out the way you want to be in the simplest form. and gods, President Ronald Reagan, my hero. Is this heaven? Oh, not just heaven, Ruckus. White heaven. You see, there are many different types of people, Ruckus. So God created many separate, but, well, for the most part, equal heavens. You don't say. White heaven is for decent, good, God-fearing Christians who just happen to, well, hate everyone and everything relating to black people. That means no Muhammad Ali, no hip-hop music, and no fucking Jesse Jackson. What about Whoopi Goldberg? Nope. Oh, this is hell. Turns out that God really doesn't have that much of a problem with racism. He doesn't even remember slavery, except in February, 
Personally, I hate black people ruckus. That's why I did everything I could to make their lives miserable. Crack? Me. AIDS? Me. Reaganomics? Come on, I'm in the name. And God has rewarded me. Know why? Uh, cause two niggas and two quarters don't add up to a dollar? Well, that. And because God loves white people. And if you teach everyone on earth to love the white man, you too can join us in white heaven. Oh, 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 praise white God. Okay, let's go to the phone lines, Sam Ray. Yeah, my good old Uncle Ruckers. All right, how about that? How about that, y'all? All right, y'all, let's get into this one right here. Oh, yeah, I'm going to give you the, the definition of conservative right fast. I just looked up conservative. Uh, conservative, uh, it says to dispose, to preserve existing conditions, institutions, etc., or to restore traditional uh, ones and to ch- uh, limit and to limit changes. Damn, I can't read tonight. A person who is conservative in principle, action, habit, etc., Okay. All right, that's, that is, uh, I'm going to come back to that, but that is what the conservative is. Uh, let's see, first line that's lit up. We got area codes 501 when you're right on the air. Area code 501, welcome to Culture Freedom Radio with Brother Eric and Brother Sunray P. Hey, good evening, Sunray and Brother Eric. Uh, peace to you, sister. How you doing? I'm good. How are uh, you? Peace. Oh, that's good. I've been listening to your show for quite a while now, and I've been listening to both of you talk about how these pastors are there just to use and manipulate their congregation, um, and it's just, you know, an entertainment factor. And when I first heard you say it, I was like, no, it can't be true. You know what I mean? I, I hated to generalize and say that they're all like that, you know. But now I'm I'm really questioning that. You know, really, really struggling with that. Um, recently, we had went to church, and uh, someone had called the pastor and said, "Hey, I'm running into financial problems. Can you help my family uh, with some money? We really need some money, and could you help us?" And he said, "The pastor, I could pray for you, but I'm not about to give you no money." And I, I told my husband, I said, that that does not sound right. Because, you know, every Sunday they tell us to give 10% of your tithes. You give 10% and they put that little collection basket over. And now it seems like they really looking to see who's tithing and who's not tithing. You know, it's like the, the, the first lady and the pastor, they're really looking around to see who's tithing. And, and they have it where you have to get up now. And you have to walk around the church with your tide and put it in the basket. So they don't even put the basket through the pews anymore. So, you know, that really makes a person feel uncomfortable if they're unable to tide. And week after week, they just sit there during tide, you know, and they're getting funny looks. So I just, I'm really questioning what is the purpose of the church, you know, if we are not uh, you know, being spiritually fed or if we're not being 
help when we need help, you know, and there's no services provided uh, for the congregation. You don't return phone calls. Um, you know, you don't offer counseling. You know, I mean, what are, what are you there for? We just show up on Sunday, give our money, and then we go home. You know, and I have I have a real big problem with that because I'm seeing the same thing happen over and over and over at different ter- churches. You know, it's like it's just a facade. You know, they're still sleeping in their offices with uh, other women that they work with at the church and cheating on their wives, you know. But we had our pastor, one of the pastors in um, Little Rock, he was all on the news because he committed adultery twice. And the second time, they finally kicked him out and said, no, you have to leave this congregation. So he stepped down. It was like a 7,000, 5 to 7,000 member church that he stepped down, created his own church, and now he has about 500 members. So some of those members are still being misled, and they followed him, this pastor, to his new church. So I just don't. I don't know what it's going to take for us as a community to wake up and, and and let go of some of these emotional ties that we have towards our pastor. Well, that's a that's a that's a tough one, man. That's a show in itself, yeah, actually. <laughs> Showing itself. Uh, I mean, a lot of people, I'll be honest, so I'm just going to have to be flat out on it. If, if God or Jesus or Law don't come back here and they still and go ahead and, and let these people know that these people are false, uh, not, not all of them, some, some, some of them have good intentions, some of them. But if they don't, if, like I said, Jesus or Law, Yahweh, whoever don't come back here themselves and straighten this crap out. It'll never be. it never be a change. I, I hate to say it. I hate to put a negative spin on what some people say a negative spin. But just think about it, how long this been going on, and it get worse and worse. Mm-hmm. Uh, as long mm-hmm. as you look at these people as so-called God representatives or people who speaking God's word, and you have this fear of God and not speaking out against uh, God's representatives, this will ever happen. Because, you know, both of us, we are, we are spiritual people, whether we're religious or not, that we're religious or not, we still deal with our, a spiritual part of ourselves. And there's always something that's going to keep us connected to that most high. And uh, so it, it's a lot of people, man, that they're going to always look to these people as God's representative. They don't give a damn what he or she do. They'll make up any kind of excuse for them. That, well, he is, uh, he, he is human. And so it's this. This will never be. This will never, I mean, I hate to say it, but according to mm-hmm. me, I'm just going to say according to me, how I see it, it'll never change. So I don't give a damn. Like I said, Jesus better come back tomorrow and change it for himself. So he can come back and let y'all know other than that, mm-hmm. nah, we, it's going it's gonna to forever go on with these preachers and leaders and shit like this. It's, it's going to forever be the same way. But, you know, yeah, and that's bad because that's where we fall. That's our downfall. Yeah. You know, because even now, though I unless, do the church, I, well, I know what's going on in church. Unless people go ahead and start realizing, now I take that back, I'm going to put a twist to this. Unless people mm-hmm. go ahead and start realizing, you don't need 
a, a spiritual teacher to connect you to God. Now then, I would say that. Now, I'll put that in there. Other than that, it's there. It won't be. Because you don't need no damn preacher to tell you about God. Hell, and he got to go to college and learn how to teach you the Bible. But he say he was taught by God. God chose him. God called him. So if God called you to be a preacher mm-hmm. or a teacher, little guy, why are you going to a seminary school to learn how to teach God's word? Don't you, if God called you, when he would have taught you, you know, when, when he teach you every word that he needs to uh, be presented to his people, mm-hmm. uh, that's, see, that's, that's what you got to look at that too. So, no, nah, it's it, it just a game. So it's, it's a bunch of damn games. That's true. And I know we went to one uh, visiting church. We just went there one time, and the pastor didn't open up the Bible at all. And I was ready to go. And he was running up and down the stage, the pastor. He was a young guy, like in his 30s. And he was prophesying to people in the, in the congregation. But he was telling people to twirl the other person around. Take, take, go to your neighbor, turn to your neighbor, and take your neighbor's hand and just twirl your neighbor around. And I looked, I was like, is this a lesson on cha-cha or the, <laughs> you know, what is this? I mean, it has gotten ridiculous. It is entertainment. I hear, I hear Brother Eric saying that all the time, it's a form of entertainment. It is when the pastor wants you to do the cha-cha. Mm. This is another you know, form, it, it goes right back to the house Negro thing, too. You know, because they did take yeah. it back in the, in slavery. They 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 picked one. Well, they picked this. They back in the day, they used to pick a lot of the spiritual brothers who was in uh out of, out of slavery, and they taught them the Bible, and and they taught them certain passages in the Bible to keep the other uh, slave passages, uh, like there was part in the Bible that said, "Obey your master," and you always looked at. Now they anyway, you might look at it as saying Jesus according to the Bible, but this master that you had to obey was the slave master. And then, you know, they all they taught in the book of Genesis about the curse, about how black people even came into existence with the curse of, uh, you know, ham and all of this. So they taught these, these so-called, they were the slaves, the chosen slaves, with a house negro, as we're saying, one they brought into the house uh, and made a preacher, and gave them certain passages to teach. That's why they still carry on today when these so-called preachers, as I was saying, go and they're called by God, but they go to these seminary schools that's owned by white people, European people, teaching these so-called black preachers what to teach. And that's, what, that's why George Bush came up with this thing by faith-based initiative. And now, since a lot of these churches that used to, now the church used to be in Memphis, he used to teach black liberation teaching, taught about the black Jesus, the black God. But as soon as this faith-based initiative came out, and they used to wear all the Kentucky African clothing, but then when the faith-based initiative came out, he started getting money from the government. He no longer teach on black Jesus. He no longer teach you black history in the church no more. All that changed. Because they had to keep up the house nigger doctrine. So there's still house Negroism going on. That's a new word for y'all. House Negroism going on in the church. <laughs> That's right. Then if you look at it too, y'all, if you look at it, uh, can y'all hear me? Yeah. If you look at it too, uh, the, the church is political as well. 
They got an agenda just to keep you asleep. Mm-hmm. Teaching you on the Word of God, what Jesus said, what somebody wrote what Jesus said, right? A so-called Jesus is your leader, your spiritual leader. How to become your spiritual leader? You didn't seek Jesus out for yourself. You was indoctrinated to it. So for all you know, Jesus could have been reading a script like the president read a teleprompter. Because the president don't write his own words. Using this as an example. You see what I'm saying? Who knows 100% fact that these were the words that, that came out of Jesus' mouth, 100%. You don't know. Yeah, none of us, none of us now, for sure, yeah. Who, and the words that come out of Barack Obama's mouth are words written for him. Uh, three weeks ago, uh, a, a guy retired. He was like uh, 25, 26 years old. Writing speeches for Barack Obama. Mm-hmm. Now you got a twenty-some-year-old individual writing words for the president. He's just reading them. You see? Now you got people writing stuff for Obama. Don't you think you got people writing stuff for for? Uh, all your other leaders? Hmm? What they can say and what they can't say? You know, when same way it goes if you plan on writing a book, if you're into that, or if you're a musician, and you got lyrics, or you're a rapper, certain things, no, nah, don't say that. Change that up a little bit. Am I right or wrong? You ain't getting no free talk, free thought of mine. You being uh, coerced and manipulated, and the people follow suit. Same way with the preacher. He can't teach you the truth. If he teach you the truth, he ain't going to have no money. Ain't nobody going to have no money if they teach the truth. Mm-hmm. Money is based on lies and tricks. That's how you get your money. You lie to get the job. <laughs> you lie when you're on the job. The people promising shit lying to you. Government lied to you. Hmm? You're paying tithes already to the government. The government is your first religion. Because they get paid off the top every week or every two weeks. That's your religion. That's your God. You're paying your tithes to. You're paying your tithes to the government, which is your God. First down foremost, before you get your check, your shit taken out. You see? 
It went even so far to put the mark of the beast in your hand, and when you got your money on your card, they taking thirty five cent, two dollars, a dollar fifty, forty five cents for every transaction. Hmm? You paying tithes there, huh? Mm-hmm. Off your work and your labor. Hmm? Where's your heaven? Exists with all these tithes. Then you got to go to That's church and pay some more tithes. Mm-hmm. And then you you don't got no repercussion. And when you get in bad times, we're going to pray on it. Hmm? Your prayer for me ain't going to do nothing for me. My prayer is my prayer. My prayer is my meditation. All prayer is medit is meditation and thought process. Get it, get alone and think about what you want to do for self. They didn't make this shit into something else. Mm-hmm. They didn't market it prayer. Prayer is a marketing tool. People pay for prayer. You know what I'm saying? Hmm. Mm-hmm. We waiting on an, another president to get us out of the, the so-called default, which would never happen, because it was designed to set that way. Set that way. So we looking for a savior. And you're always gonna be looking for a savior with a figurehead promising you a savior that you will never see. How many people? Lived and died and didn't get to see a savior. You got Uncle Tom Negroes that know the science of psychology. And the further you go in your study and learn uh, political science, psychology, and how the mind operates and how you can manipulate people, you will soon understand mm-hmm. that it's just all a mind game. Mm-hmm. They got you running around sure. in circles. Now, if you choose to run around in circles, that's your that's your damn business. You know what I'm saying? Because some people like to run around in circles. Some people don't want to do for self. They want somebody to tell them what to do. Mm-hmm. You see? And you got people like that in the Bible. Why did prophets come and why did uh, God so-called bring prophets? Because people didn't know what the fuck to do. They'd run around in circles. That's it. If you ain't got enough common sense to understand who you are and what you, your place in life and what your desires are, well, shit, can't nobody help you. All they can do is give you a pacifier. Because I'll tell you this, ain't nobody in the world going to save you but your own ass. Nobody. And don't nobody give a damn about you but you. I don't give a damn if you got a best friend, your girlfriend, mother, sister, whoever. We love you, but uh, fend for yourself. Look at nature. 
Mm-hmm. Everything in nature fends for itself. Don't get me wrong. They got love for their loved ones, but you, your ass going to have to fend for yourself. I'm pushing you out this nest, and you're going to have to fly. I'm not going to be feeding your ass. Because <laughs> this is science of life. Hmm? So while you go around looking for an imam, a so-called prophet, and somebody dictating language to you to make you feel good and make you feel complacent, huh? give you a joint or a piece of crack to satisfy your spiritual uh, ailments, then you satisfy because you lack the ingenuity or the thought process to deal with self-issues. Now, how do I get myself out of this goddamn condition? Hmm? See, we focus more on the problem than analyzing the problem. See, things have been taken from us uh, throughout slavery where we get emotional about the things we go through instead of analyzing what we go through. Then we look to a figurehead for answers. No, what your answer lies within you, not nobody else. Sometimes people can give you food for thought, but you got to question where you get that food from. Because all food ain't good. Mm-hmm. You see? Yeah. Was Jesus' purpose? Huh? Oh, yeah, yeah, let's go to the phone lines. I don't want to hold nobody yeah. up. Yeah, we got two calls on the lines of late. Uh, Eric Cole, 614, peace. You don't call the Free Radio, peace. Uh, peace, my brother. This is Lady Fatima. How are you uh, all peace. tonight? All right, how are you doing? Good, thank you. Hello, my sister. I have uh, some questions, actually. Oh, uh, the first one, I got I got three here. The first one, uh, do you think that we're haters of each other's success? Do you think the term mm-hmm. house Negro or all of that came about because one black man or woman looked at the other and jealousy um, came about. And so, therefore, we pick out these names. You know, you're in the house, so therefore, you know, I think that you have it better than me, so therefore I hate you. Uh, That's just a question, just throwing that out there on that term. You think that term came about? Through jealousy. I mean, now the original, of course, we know would be Malcolm, uh, who said it during the uh, message to the grassroots. But I'm just saying, do you think that that's really a a jealousy term more so than uh, a person is actually, another black person is actually acting or feeling like they're better than their brother or sister? That's the first question. Okay. Um, Well, it could. I, I, I mentioned there once before, you huh? know, it's just because, you know, you can have a brother, oh, like you wait, said, wait be yeah. you could have a brother or a sister who would be jealous of another one, uh, say like being key positions on the job or yeah. I'm just in the jo- on the job somewhere, and mm-hmm. they actually want their job, and they'll be like, man, that nigga, he ain't nothing but a house nigga, 
prospered all the time. If he had, as soon as he could do it, he won't that job. So he didn't do anything. Discredit that person. Call him house nigga. And, this, and he won't be. Like it, like it, it was probably a lot of times that a lot of those slaves were in the field. Hell, I wanted to be in the house. Because, you know, you don't have to sleep on the floor. You know, your little ragged log cabin. You got a chance to eat homemade biscuits and you got a chance to wear clothing that didn't have holes all in it, you know. So a lot of times it probably could have been jealousy. But I think the term maybe house nigga because, you know, the slave, I mean, the slave master call us niggas, call them niggas anyway. So maybe it just was a title or I think what Michael was saying because, you know, because they did live in the house with master or they was always in the house with master because they worked in the house. Uh, and you had those who worked out in the field. You know, so I think it wasn't really that they might have been using it as a derogatory term, derogatory terms, if that makes you. But uh, it was just defining their positions of where they maybe lived or worked at. Because, you know, he worked in the house. The field Negro worked out in the field, you know, picking cotton and all of this stuff. So it was just, like I said, you know, probably the way you define it. But it, I believe there's a lot of jealousy, too, though. Now we can use it. I said, ask jealousy, you know, because we want to be in certain positions, you know, we get mad at certain people. Uh, so it could be used nowadays as a term out of jealousy, too. Yeah, because, you know, our kids our, our kids seem to have picked this up where one um, yeah. child is intelligent, going to school, doing their work and everything, and then they're teased by the kids that uh, aren't into their schoolwork, you know, and they're calling them, you know, um, other derogatory names, uh, you know, you, you know, you think you're so smart. Um, and, and the it, it seems to me that I guess it's a trickle-down effect. We have uh, each other, you know, we're calling one another these names. And then, of course, our kids, you know, squares and L7s and all of that because the young kids want to do their work. And, you know, then you have the ones that don't want to do their work. And so that pressure is there. Uh, and and I feel like um, the term uh, House Negro, of course, came from um, Malcolm X. And, uh, and it came through his speech uh, that he had. But I, if you don't mind, I wanted to read something about this um, House and I hate to say slave because I, I really feel like our people didn't accept that title. It's what we call them today um, because I really think we don't know any better. But I think that uh, they were Africans that were enslaved and they were people that were enslaved. And I, I can point to a lot of us today out here uh, that would be more slavish than my ancestors were. But it says here uh, how slaves usually live better than field slaves. They usually had better food and were sometimes given the family's cast-off clothing. Uh, William, it says, William Wells Brown, a slave from Lexington, Kentucky, explained in his autobiography narrative of William W. Brown, a fugitive slave, in 1847. It says, I was a house servant, a situation preferable to that of a field hand as I was better fed, better clothed, and not obliged to rise at the ringing of the bell, but about half an hour later. Then it says, not all slave owners took this view. Harriet Jacobs, a house slave 
from North Carolina reports that on Sunday, her mistress would uh, station herself in the kitchen and wait till you know, it was time for them to eat, spit in the food, give them the food. And, I mean, this is really terrible. So um, just to say, even with the um, the people that were enslaved that were in the house, especially women, you know, we had to worry about being raped and being uh, uh, at, at, at the strike of a hat of them being upset, uh, striking them. And there are many, many stories that are just horrible that has happened to those that were enslaved that were actually in the house. So I say that we're, whether you were in the house or you were in the field, uh, we all had it bad. And I put that to today. Whether, you know, it's a Jay-Z or it's a, a Lady Fatima, you know, they might have millions of dollars, but at any time Jay-Z can be pulled out and disrespected just like I can be. I'm just saying that I think we're all in this together and to when we call one another certain names as to um, point out the negative, uh, then I just think that it does us a, a great injustice. Hmm. I, I like That's that. why I, when I, uh, go ahead, brother. I'll come back on it. Go ahead, bro. Go ahead. No, no. Uh-huh. I was just gonna say that's why when I read it, you notice I did say when I when I read I read the definition of house negro. I came from an urban dictionary, and the urban dictionary was giving that term about how like kind of like how Malcolm X described it, because the house mm-hmm. negro he always identified with his master. I didn't give it to you from any of Webster's or nothing there. I gave it to you from an urban or a street terminology definition. So a lot of times when, when we're when we're speaking on people of that nature, like we might say Herman Cain or uh, like say Reverend Jesse D. Peterson, how they speak, uh, they're trying to uphold that white supremacy or whatnot. We we're calling them house niggas, not in the in the, in the same respect as a field hand, which you would call a house a the slave that was in the house or a field worker. We're calling them a house nigga because they, in another term, in an urban term, because they're kissing up to the to the slave master to uphold that white supremacy. Uh, uh, you know, just to, they they probably don't believe it, but they know they they do anything to please master so they can keep their like their their nice houses, their cars, and get like radio shows. But this is the term we were giving it from. I would say an urban terminology or. We're giving it another twist because everything you know how we do as people. We twist. We we gonna we give it our own definition. They give right. it one thing like you know how our brothers down these days take the word nigger and they so called use the word and make it say called positive. You know you know how they do it now. Uh-huh. So this yeah. Is this term when we saying house nigger is in it has a it has a purpose. So they, that's why we going into it in a deeper meaning. So we saying about Jay Z and other people, and it's it, not to discredit, it's really not to say that we're discrediting, but we're just putting it out, putting out what they're doing. So it's really not a bad thing that's saying that we call them house niggas. If we have to break this thing down. Okay, and I thank you for that. I do have another question. I'm sorry, go ahead, Brother uh, Eric. Go ahead, sis. sis I'll, I'll let the sister speak first. Who, me? 
Yes, ma'am. Or the other lady. Oh, okay. No, go ahead. I, I mean, I got one more question uh, for you, uh, which would be, do you guys consider uh, this term uh, house Negro uh, in regards to black people who pretend that they're down for the cause, uh, but when you approach them with a real solution, they turn and run away? You know, Wait, like okay. they—they're they're all down. You know, with the move, uh, black power, power. You know, all of that, and and you know, let's kill the white man, and and all of. But they're really not down. Um, it's just all speech. Uh, uh, and uh, do you consider them the same? Well, this, the thing is, this with me. And I'm a, I'm gonna take it to uh, a different mindset, and I'm gonna deal with uh, the science of life and how things reproduce themselves, and how a plant produces seeds for other life to generate more life. Uh, behind the scenes, there are things that goes on that we as black people don't know that keeps life going in different nationalities in their community. They keep their seed growing. It's not talked about, you know. Uh, white issues aren't talked about. Asian issues aren't really talked about not like black people black our 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 stuff is based on mayhem and how we've been so downtrodden you see nobody's been putting no seed on the land remember when i was saying in the beginning of the show that you are a part of the land. Occupy your land. What I mean, occupy yourself. And then give back into self. All that has a lot to do with raising your children, nurturing your seed that you produce, having the energy to see your seed grow and shedding light on it. Now, when you as an individual, you're getting different uh, variations of light, spiritually, morally, psychologically, and you've got to analyze that. Because this is what you're teaching to other individuals who are listening to you, if you've got a talk show, or your children, or your peers. What variation of light are you giving them to grow? And it's not about so much being financially secure. Because finance and what have you means nothing. You see? Without life, money means nothing. So what's more important, your life or money? 
But, Brother Eric, do you consider those people that pretend that they're all down with us and they're trying to move us forward um, minus the Democrats and the Republicans? I'm talking about these so-called leaders out here. Uh, Do you consider them uh, the same, Uh, House Negroes? They're they're up there. They're they're there for, like the sister said, you know, a good sermon, give you a good speech, and uh, uh, and even just to mention, you know, the Million Man March. You know, that was a really good show, and and it was out there and brought the men together and everything. But what came after that? Do you consider those kind of people House Negroes? Because I really think, in some ways, they're working against us. All with the smile well, they're for I, I, I said this. I said this. Because I don't know their heart. And I I could just monitor their actions. Right, uh, but my actions. But your heart and your actions, your heart can be good, but your actions can be limited due to the status quo. You could talk a big game. But you gotta understand that the system that's being run. You can't go outside this system. You see? That's you why we we had that's why we have all these major events taking place but we still stay the same. Why? Because there's a system. It's a psychological system. Politically, financially and spiritually. That you're being dictated to. On one hand, you're being dictated on the Christian level. Jesus is going to come back, so don't worry about it. On another hand, if you're a Muslim, they're telling you something else. You see? Hmm? Yes. Christians believe going into heaven, so that's their redemption. That's their money market value. So I'm not going to invest in nothing because my heaven going to come when I die. Muslims, on the other hand, depending on what sect you belong to, because mm-hmm. Muslims believe there's so many different sects of Muslims that it's asinine. Well, they have the same kind of belief that they're supposed to be some Mahdi that's supposed to come back. I mean, I don't see them really being uh, any different from the Christians. Uh, well, you know, it's 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 all chopped up. It's all Ginzu chopped up. Nothing is absolute. Nothing is a hundred percent. You're never gonna get a hundred percent of the truth. So as you search for the truth, that's why you always in uh, ponder and disarray because you're always finding out new stuff based on what somebody has written. Now, analyze. You see? So you go well, from guess... one aspect to another, and then to tie it all in, you got the political aspect with promising. See, look, everything that you indelve in to satisfy your soul is promising. You'll get this shit later. Everything. I got one more question. Whether it be religion? Huh? I got one more question for you, though. Well, let me finish. Everything that you endelve yourself in, 
You could be an atheist and be a uh, with the political party, Tea Party. Everything has a promise basis to it. Everything is a promise. You'll get this later or in the hereafter. So you're constantly waiting. Somebody's daggling a, a piece of candy over your head spiritually. So you're waiting, and that and that psychologically. Uh, gives you a uh, a uh, pill to take to satisfy your woes. That quick fix. When in actuality, what you need to do is put things in perspective based on your religious background and look at it as uh, a science and deal with it as such. Because all this is is science. It's psychological mind science. Religion is science. Hmm? Okay. Now, That's all it is. Uh, okay, but stepping in apart from, from religion, uh, on get, getting back to, I guess, the, the house Negro, what's the alternative? That's my last question. What's the solution and what's the alternative? Uh, to uh, this particular uh, conversation, are you teaching us or telling us should we be careful of them, or uh, there are things that we should look for to be able to tell the difference between one and the other for your organizations? I mean, because my my basic well, thing is I just believe we need our own country, and you guys know that. So right. I believe that right. America is really kind of set up here, and we got a lot of separation going on, so it's a little difficult for us. But for right now, while we're here, what's the alternative and what's the solution, Brother Eric? The, the, my, my solution is to occupy ourselves, not occupy Wall Street, occupy not to occupy Obama not to occupy Herman Cain, not to occupy any spiritual leader, occupy self. Don't occupy no email. You setting gods beside God. Occupy yourself. So you, you say individuality? Because look, look, it takes, you know what it takes to, you know what it takes, we say this, and you mentioned that we need a land of our own. You know what it takes? First of all, it takes a leader. It takes a leader that everybody can agree upon. Why can't it take and many? And you need 90-some-odd percent to agree upon this. And then after that, you need financial backing. Then Why on top like of that, go ahead. No, I'm just saying, why is it like that for us? For black people Why do we have to have one leader Instead of many leaders Why do we have to have religion Instead of just being Spiritually sound And not you know doing all this sick stuff That we hear about here in America Why is it that there can't be Many leaders I don't understand that I think that that, that's Uh what holds us back well, we don't need a leader. When you're talking about building a nation, when you're talking about building a nation, it it well, took like a well, collective group of white people. Since you yeah, asking me questions, we don't need a leader. We need a strategy and a and a a plan that we all can agree on. Yeah. Well, we know some forty plus million. Let me let me piggyback off what Sumray said. 
And I'm gonna ask you your question. Okay, I think there's you said why do, in there why, to say why we focus on different leaders and not one. No, why can't we have many instead of just one? Why can't black many men and women think of one? more than just one leader, but that we all have uh, collective ideas that we can put together and work collectively? I guess that's what I'm saying. Well, how did the Caucasian conquer us from the get-go and get us to come over here? Well, of course, you know the history of that. Did, did, did we have one leader or did we have many leaders? Or were well, we leading ourselves? Obviously, we weren't leading ourselves. Because you know how hard it is to get people to follow one doctrine? It takes years for a, a, a person to to uh, get somebody to follow them. They don't. You don't do that shit overnight. <laughs> study, study how leaders are coming to play and study who backs these leaders. And study how leaders are presented to you. But I said many, not one. I'm just saying. I'm Why can not all three of y'all be leaders? Huh? I tell a lot of times we, we put How come we can't be our own leader? Why do we yeah, need that's what I'm saying. to follow Why many we leaders? have one leader? Why can't we? Yeah, we? How come you can't be your own leader? Yeah, that's yeah, what I'm saying. That's that's what I'm saying. That's by many. Well, I mean, why, know, why, I'm not why, saying one why, leader. Why? I'm saying many, many people have to fit into the, look, the puzzle. Look, right? look, look. Point, point, point made. Your man should be your leader if he got some sense. Well, he had to come up mm-hmm. with a good plan and a strategy. See, this this this, this is my outtake yeah. on it. When, when you're saying like leader, and this is how we come up with many, this is how we come up with many different leaders, uh, and we follow because they come up with a, a good, like okay, I'll say like for Farrakhan, he was talking a good strategy, he was talking a good plan that it helped liberate people. So a lot of people listen to his strategy and they listen to his solutions of how we were going to get out of this situation. Um, I guess uh, this oppression that we were going through in America. But he came up with something that, like, said, man, that sounds good. I'm going to follow this guy. And so this, and then these people follow many different leaders, you know, because they said they, they said some things that had sound good. They thought they had a sound plan, a sound solution. So, like I said, for us, we all have to come together as a unit to come up with a, a sound plan, as I keep saying, a sound plan and a sound solution that we all no. kind of agree on. That's just like the Democrats and the Republicans when they get ready to pass a bill. You know, they have to go through so many different things. They have to keep on, they have to agree on a certain thing, like the health plan. Some might not agree on it, some might. But if there's a majority of it agree on it, they're going to pass. This is what yeah. we have to do, come up with a strategy and a plan. But how long does a leader last? What's the, what's the term of a leader? They, they, I mean, I mean, Jesus can be considered a leader, but what he's leading you to is outdated. Prophet Muhammad can be considered a leader, but what he's leading no, he's, you to is they're, outdated. They're not here, the information though. is and, good. And I think the sister but, wanted to say something. I'm sorry. Yeah, I, I didn't mean to cut her off. Go ahead, Sister Go ahead, Okay, can you hear me okay? Yeah, we are. Yeah, I can hear you. Okay, wonderful. I just wanted to say something. The sister, Sister Fatima, she, you mentioned yeah. that, 
the, the second question about, you know, the Million Man March and what has happened since that time and the leaders that are leading, so-called leading us today. And I just wanted to say, in my opinion, I think that those leaders are nothing but a figurehead mm-hmm. to just so, to pacify us, mm-hmm. the people who are asleep. They're just a figurehead. They're opportunists. That's all it is. They're, they're, they have an opportunistic mentality. Um, and they have studied enough classes in psychology and humanistic behavior. They've studied human behavior, and they know how to manipulate the, the masses of society to put on that role and to put on that front as a figurehead. You remember when Jesse Jackson called Obama a nigger on camera and didn't know that the cameras were on? <laughs> you remember that? I heard about so, that, yeah. So, so they, yeah. they talk one way when the cameras are off, and when the cameras are on, they put on that figurehead persona. It's a fake, false persona. That's what we're being fed. And there's no way we can get anywhere when we're listening to something that is non-truth. When I mean... Truth, we could do something with that. When we're listening to something that is not true... There is nowhere to go from there because they do not have our best interest at heart. Uh-huh. I mean, your, your leaders, your leaders, you need to lead yourself. It, it, the hell with yeah, a leader. Yeah, but Eric, a lot of people don't well, know listen, how to do listen. that because they well, have listen. other issues that they're dealing well, with. Well, let me let me break it down to you. All your leaders have died. Mm-hmm. They didn't live out for a long time in in history. They didn't live to see great-grandchildren and great-great-grandchildren. All your leaders, going back to Jesus, Prophet Muhammad, Moses. Moses was a leader. He didn't even get a chance to see the promised land. Oh, boy. Huh? That's, that's it. <laughs> your that leaders. Now, these are leaders. <laughs> huh? Do leaders outlast oh, the ones they teach? Do the leaders outlast well, the people they teach? Hell no. You see, they die out early. But in all honesty, the leaders, when I see then the people us, that have been led are fed, are, are, are wandering in the wilderness because their leader gone. Hmm? Well, to be honest, when I see us, I see leaders. Am, am I talking real I talk, though? No, I, I, you I'm are talking real talk, but in all honesty, and I don't think we see it. When I see us, when I listen to us, I see and hear leaders. But I believe that we're in a country that's so divided that this is one of the reasons why, like Brother Ahmed said, why we need one solution, one, you know, for us to come together. I think that that's impossible. I think that if you are put on the island by yourself with some other, well, not by yourself, but with some other people, you are going to listen more to those other people. You are going to be closer to those other people because your survival depends upon those other people. And I don't think that being here necessarily in America, we have to depend upon one another. Like you said, Brother Eric, you think about yourself. It's all about you. And so you don't need me in order for you to eat every day. But if we were able just like the Caucasian man had to do when he came here uh, in order to unfortunately conquer the, the native people. 
if we were on one accord and we had to depend on one another, I don't think you would see as much division in us as you see today. That's all I'm saying. So when I see you, well, when I hear y'all, I already hear and see leaders. It's just that, you know, I don't think that we've been awakened to how great we really are and what we can really do, uh, right. more so than um, just I mean, here in America. I agree. The only reason you need a leader is because you lack knowledge yourself and you need to be led somewhere. In other words, you a hoe. You're a spiritual hoe, you're a political hoe, you're a, uh, a religious hoe. You need to be led somewhere to stand up and, and profess your leader. You hoes. You just hoes. That didn't have anything to do with what I just leader. said. Huh? <laughs> you're a hoe. It has nothing I'm to saying, do with nah. what I huh? said. That is absolutely nothing to do with what I said. What I said was, I see I ain't leaders. talking about what you said. I'm talking about what I said. Yeah, but I personally feel like, again, if we're to move forward, and I, I'm, I'm thinking that when I listen to you on the blog talk radio, that you're, you're giving us information for us to, one, think about, to, uh, I, I'm usually, I mean, there should be some solutions to um, the um, topic, whatever it is that you're talking about. And so when it comes to religions and all of that, I feel that those are the great dividers. So uh, a leader going to church every Sunday or, or to the masjid every Friday or uh, there's benefits in that you want to live clean, but I personally wow. believe that you know the, the the whole religious thing has been um, taken out of context of just how people are supposed to live normally and naturally, and we're not in our natural environment anyway. Well, so, hey, Fatima, you already know how I feel about that. So I, I, I you already know. There are ways that we can... Right. I'm at work, and, and you're off the air now, and I'm going to have to hang up, but but I want... No, don't hang up. You don't want me to respond. <laughs> no, you want to hear what I got to say. You call blood. Yeah, I did, I, no, 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 I'm not going to hang up. Go ahead and say it, but you're at work, so I'm going to have to hang up, though, in a minute. No, go ahead, though. You're going to do me like that. No, go ahead. you do me like that. Okay. What what I want to get to the gist of? No, I'm gonna hold this. Y'all go in the house, and I give you here. Excuse me. Now go in the house. No, don't pick it up off the floor. Just go in the house. Now back to what I was saying. Um, Lady Fatima, you you was trying to put it like I'm I'm disregarding all religion and. Everything that's so-called sacred. No, what I'm no, saying is... you should is, disregard religion. I'm telling you, you should disregard no, it. No, I'm not, I'm not disregarding class. it in its all aspects. Because and, okay. and, and it depends on how you look at it. Okay. You see? You can be so engrossed in words, which mm-hmm. all the Bible is, and, and Holy Quran is just words. Yeah. I mean, God damn. 
you're embracing this like it's something, you know. I think that all that God have, is is words. No, I think that it's just the way you want people, hopefully, to live. I don't want life. people to do shit, but that's to understand what the words is coming out of my mouth, which is. But you, but don't what you, want you do every to live right? day? Look, what you do every day. Don't want day, people to live right. Listen, Seriously, you don't you want do? people to live right. I didn't say that. Okay. I didn't say I didn't want people to live right. Okay. People ain't going to live right. Right. But people then if they don't live right, right and you're in a society. People ain't, live right. See, people ain't live right since the time. Right. It's embedded just... in your nature. It's what you choose to do. You have the right to choose whatever you want to do. Now, confusion comes into play when you try to decipher what you want to do and and try to understand with Scripture whether it's sin or holy or whether you're going to see the hereafter. And through all this mayhem, you got you got a reality show in your damn head. What causes you to do other shit outside of what you would have done if you didn't have all these other attributes working on the psyche? I should have been a psychologist. <laughs> yeah, well. Because the way I break I it down, I make I, you think. When it, listen, I well, make I you think. think. When it, I, I agree, but I do believe this when it comes to uh, the the books. I think that those books were left here for us because we needed to know what was in the past, and that's it. What happened? In I the don't past. believe that. They're, I don't believe. I do. That. I, I they're differ. here. I differ they're here. But they're here. So, so I mean, the books are here. Whether we agree well, with the with what's in them or not, they're here, and they're stories. That's it. They're stories of what people did, what they did right, what they did wrong, and that's it. And I think that they're left here strictly for guidance. That's it. Nothing else. Guidance. Uh, what to do, like homosexuality, you know, it talks about it. It talks about what happened to those that practice that kind of stuff. And I think that they're left here for us to be reminded as a reminder of what you're not supposed to do. Now, for black people, because I think of our existence here in this country, of, of our ancestors being brought over here, we don't have an idea of actually starting out from scratch and building a nation of your own. If you're going to build okay. a nation of your own, you're going to have to have laws. Now, we can look at this judicial system here in America, and we could take that, but that is crap. So where do we go from there in regards no, to somebody molesting kid or somebody, you know, rapes a woman or something like that? What are we supposed to do? Y'all want to lock them up, but the punishment for that would be death. So, of course, you'd rather not look at those books and open up those books and implement those laws if you knew that you can implement flogging and you could implement sudden death for those type of crimes. So America and the rest of those Europeans and now the Africans have come up with their own uh, uh, criminal okay. justice system that's not well, working. Okay. That's no, why our young no. boys is okay. being taken down now with this six well, stuff that's going Well, let's on. look at this. Let's look at this. 
Who's the the foremost promoter of books? The Caucasian. Am I right or wrong? I don't well, think he is now. Listen, I don't think he's listen, necessarily listen, let me the my one. Statement. Why you? What? Huh? I don't think he's necessarily. Now let's go. Okay. Here in this country, you'll say the Caucasian, but in, okay. but in Asia, now we, we talking the about books. We talking about scripture. Okay, so we're going to the scriptural. Books. We didn't we didn't deal with writing books. We deal with oratory, spoken word. We didn't have to write no damn books down. But we did write. That writing is ours. That the, the the Torah that is us. That's black people. I don't care what well, these listen, people say listen, in this country. Listen. listen okay, go listen, ahead. Sis. All right. Listen. I'm listening. For 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 the for the ones initiated in the class, they deal with oratory and spoken word. The books were written for the so called profane, who wasn't high up in the knowledge. To help them get to the knowledge. Only thing that was written. Only reason why you write something down is for a fool to recognize that shit to understand it. That's the only reason why you write. You ain't writing for yourself. Hmm. So the ignorant ones had to write that down. We didn't have to deal with writing. We talking about people in high science. We we may uh, draw a picture. Hopefully, you understand. But there's is no that need true? for that. Is that true? There's no need that... for that because look, you look, you the study pre- nature and study. Nobody has to write things down, but the human being. But we are the ones that have supposed to be God's most cherished and the most domineering individuals, and we writing shit down. But animals don't have no problem with that. So what's this writing shit down? Well, you got it from your Egyptian when, all, brothers When your now. DNA is already written. But the it's writing in your DNA the book. To know who that, you are. At some point the, in time, you should know who you are. And why don't you know Eric. who you are at a certain time? But Brother Eric, didn't writing originally come from your, your brothers, the Egyptians, yeah, but you missed I mean, my they're what they're I said. I said that they did that for a purpose. Because because the people were losing consciousness. And that's why you got to write it down. But it, but we, before, we go study the history. We didn't have to write shit down. So is that a thing of that that old saying? If you don't want black people to know anything, just put it in a book because we won't read. Well, you just you just summed it up right there. You said don't put nothing in a book because black people we couldn't read, but we still got some history and some science. Where did we get it from? Auditory, oracle skills, speaking, which we're doing right now. And we didn't know how to read. Lost our language, folk ways, more ways, speaking a different language, still teaching history. We weren't writing books. So I'm going back to before we came into slavery and before 
all the hieroglyphics, before all that, there was no need for a book. When did books come into play? We got to go back in history and understand this thing here. A book is written for a purpose. A book is written for an individual that doesn't know something. You see? That's why they went and stole our books, because we was written, writing it for our people who was lost in knowledge of itself, acting a fool. See, we was tripping from the get-go. That's why we got into this condition. It was our fault. So we can't really blame them for uh, ourselves getting into this condition, because it was us that allowed ourselves to get into this condition. That's why we can't seek for them to get us out of this condition because we put ourselves in this condition. Now that I agree with you on. Brother Eric, I got to go. My sister, right. uh, Brother Sunray, and Brother I wish Ahmed. I could hold you. I wish I could hold you a little bit longer. But I know Bilal probably pulling at your leg. Uh, I'm at work. Right. <laughs> I am really at work. And uh, okay. my 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 loving uh, husband is at home, uh, chilling with our son. Uh, okay. But I I, I just I, I'm glad I called in, listened to y'all. I really appreciate y'all answering my questions. But, but let me say this course, before you go. I, now listen, I need y'all to listen to this one show, which is "Are You a Thief?" And that's I want y'all to listen to that if y'all get a chance. But, but I want to say this. I I, I appreciate your uh, input and your, your your knowledge, and I love your show. And uh, by no means I, do I try to discredit what you're trying to bring to the table. We just chopping it up over here. I know. So I, I like off, calling in. If I if I come off as a stronghold or somebody that doesn't want to see your side. In no ways that I'm trying to do that. I just, you know, that's just the way I dialogue. Right. But I got much love for you, sis. I got much love for all of y'all, too. I really do, and much respect. And uh, that's why I keep tuning in, and I'm going to continue. Yes, ma'am. And I appreciate y'all, um, and y'all have a uh, huh? I was going to say, so I'm going to say, Salam Alaikum. Salam Alaikum. Welcome to La. <laughs> Bye, y'all. Peace. All, All right. right, peace. All right. Uh, okay, but we do have one more caller been holding for a while. Okay. Uh, yeah. Uh, uh, seven seven three two seven three two. What is uh, what's the culture freedom radio? Sorry about that. Peace. Well, I know you. I know you all didn't want to talk to me. That's what it is. <laughs> What's that, brothers? Oh uh, no, no, don't that. Don't, don't oh, okay. like, yeah, beloved. <laughs> no, I know, I know. 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 I I can't just, we just can't cut the sister off cold turkey. I'm only messing with you. What's up? What's up? What's up? What's up? Oh, man. Uh, 
What you got? I know for you us, gave man. me. You know you. You know because you made me wait over that time. You know I got a lot of fire, 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 got, got a lot of bullets sitting right here, don't you? Well, come with the fire. Oh, come yeah. with the fire. Well, let me ask you. We gonna ask you the first, first question. Can a house Negro be reformed? Yeah, you the question. Well, you know I'm coming for it. I'm coming for it. Well, that Reverend uh, Jesse Lee Peterson, he's a lost cause. Right, let me, I'm stop right there because that's where you started. Look, I'm I'm glad you didn't you didn't bring me in um, when when, when you finished. <laughs> I, I was so angry, man. Look, I'm gonna look for this brother and I'm gonna find out where his show is and I'm gonna call him and I'm gonna talk to him. And I'm good. You, I'm well, saying, you know I'm gonna come for him. You know yeah, I'm gonna come for him. Talking about black conservatives. Best, no, Jesse Lee the best way to get his information, brother, go to YouTube, look him up on YouTube, and it has his information on there when you can uh, I'll find like his show I'll find that comes on in information. I'll find him. I'll find him because yeah. that sucker needs that sucker needs to be he needs he 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 he, he already got Jesus. I'm gonna give him something else. <laughs> Okay, and I'm going I'm going for him because I mean that brother needs to be called out and it's not because not because I'm trying to be nasty to him, but it's not for him. It's for everybody else because he's a lost cause. Because people like that look I don't know if you brothers ever heard that show that I did over there on Voices of Musty um, when I was over there. But I spoke about these weapons, these black weapons of mass destruction. They are a, they are a version of the House Negro. Because if you remember back <laughs> when all of that was going on, when all, of the, when all the slavery and everything was going on, it was the House Negro that was sent down to find out. And that's why I tell people all the time, stop gossiping. Because that is a, that is a, that you're holding on to the legacy of slavery. There you, you, know go. you know what I'm saying? You're holding on to the legacy of slavery because the house Negro was the one that was sent down to go sit down at the house, okay, and, 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 and sit down in the quarters and and listen in to hear what was going on and then carry back the master. You see mm. what I'm saying? So. That's very important. We gotta get away from that. And 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 these black weapons of mass destructions are those people, the house Negroes. Those people. You know. Look. Let me tell you something. Steve Harvey. I I have no respect for Steve Harvey. Steve Harvey makes our people look ignorant. Okay. They he makes us look stupid. Okay. And exactly. I have no respect for him. No. They all do. Herman Cain make us look stupid. Hold on, B. You told me bring the you told me bring the bring the bullets. Let me let me let me let me get a few of them out. Go ahead. Okay. NAACP. Okay. The NAACP ain't done nothing to help the black person. Let me give you the reason why I say that. When down, Marcus bro. Garvey, okay, when Marcus Garvey was begged, okay, was begged by the American. The U.S. version of the um, 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 N N I was it N I N I A right National National yeah um, the N I A when he was begged to become president of the entire organization he kept telling them look I have to deal with Jamaica I have to deal with Jamaica I have to deal with Jamaica and then he finally gave in see there was a link between the N W A C P and Dubois the link was this. 
Dubois sold out. He sold out because he was mad because who was it? Booker was it Booker? Who was who was it before Dubois? And you guys got to help me out here. Uh, I remember? Uh, who? Was it Booker T. Washington? Okay, Booker T. Washington was the leader of the black movement at at that point. When Garvey came in and he. When Garvey came in and became the number one guy, okay, Dubois got jealous, right? Um, um, brother Eric, you used the term for those for those for, for those bourgeois blacks. What did you What did you call them? Was that the term? I said bourgeoisie. Bourgeoisie, right, right, or or highfalutin. Dubois was one of them. Okay. They 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 were the ones that were flirting with the the white the rich white communities and in there was a rich Harlem there was a well to do Harlem back in those times and I've read about them so what we need to understand is is that Dubois was 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 upset because he felt when Booker T Washington died it was his turn because he was supposed to be number 1 after Booker T he knew he was next in line there was no one in the United States of America that moved, that was that was in the struggle to utilize that word because you know and we have to move out of that era of struggle because you know I tell people all the time stop struggling and start and stop surviving and start building um we, we so Dubois and the NAACP they turned around and then sold out, okay, to gain that power. But see, when you sell out to the devil, okay, and you and putting and putting quotation marks around that, when you sell out sell out to the so-called system to the to to the devil to, to the so-called devil that system, you can't you don't you don't own yourself anymore. You have to, people have to look, and, and some people may get upset because, oh, you know, this guy's not American, so why is he talking about our American hero, Dubois? Dubois was not a hero for the black people, and neither was the NAACP. Let me point out to you why I say that, why the reason, the biggest, the biggest reason why I say that. The evidence, the evidence is in that the black in America had more before the integration. They lost everything, okay, compared to what they had. They have nothing compared to what they had. They had more. Blacks in America owned land. Blacks in America had businesses. Blacks in America had communities that were moving forward. Harlem was, Harlem was jumping back in the day, in those guys' times. Okay? So NWACP here. As I said, Steve Harvey, da 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 Black conservatives. Black, if you look at conservatives, conservatives are those that run things in the society. They're those, they're those as, as you pointed out, brother, brother, with that, with that definition, brother, brother, brother Sunray. So, Looking at conservatives and then add black to it, all you have is a black person that's just a conservative. It's a state of mind. Um, another um, Uncle Tom is, um, um, or I shouldn't say Uncle Tom, but um, same thing, but um, 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 House Negro is Oprah Winfrey. The only thing that Oprah Winfrey ever done for black folks was when black folks started complaining that she wasn't doing anything and she started putting keys underneath, 
underneath the seats in her studio to say, oh, well, I did something. The only reason mm. you mentioned Eric, you, I think it was Brother Eric, and you mentioned the school in, 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 in Africa that she's put forward. Well, we have to look at who Oprah Winfrey is. First of all, why was she engaged to, to Stedman all that time? Easy, because she was a figurehead. She's not into women, to men. Gail is her girlfriend. She's always said that. She said it openly, but people took it as, oh, she's, that's her bosom buddy. No, that's her boo. Okay? <laughs> so when you look, and no, it's true. And when you look yeah, at of women, look, what promotes, remember when we spoke, when you guys had that homosexuality show and everything, and I think I've said it, I've, I've, I've said it before, prisons, um, 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 segregated schools as far as sex by sex, um, 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 girls, old girls schools, old boys schools. You go to universities and colleges, and you have the segregated um, 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 dorms and everything else. Prisons. I said that already. Um, 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 the military, all of that. It promotes it promotes homosexuality. Every single one of them. Okay, I know people who are gay. And I have, a, I, I have someone that I know who's part of the rich bourgeois white society in this country, over 70 years old, and he told me, he said, I became gay because I went to an English old boys school. That's where it happened. You see what I'm saying? I don't discriminate against well, anybody. Uh, uh, well, well, this, 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 this is what I want to – this is my gist of what I was trying to get to, man, not to cut you. Uh, I'll let you come back in, but I I can't hold it. We we propagate all this stuff and want to discuss things based on the law that we are given or the law we uphold. Mm-hmm. Speaking on uh, religion, because religion you got a law, and then there's a and then there's another law. Which is the government, whichever government you uh, uh, live in or pay homage to. You up and hold that government. To that. Because I'm coming you, to that. I'm coming to your point. So I agree with you. So you are worshiping two different gods because God got a law and the government got a law. And there's different laws in different states. So there's different gods. Hmm? Anytime there's a law, is God uh, uh, upholding that law or an authority, which is God in person upholding that authority. Now, Honorable Elijah Muhammad said, uh, uphold the law in this white man's community because we respect the United States. So was we telling him, was he telling us to uphold the United States as a God besides Allah and have two different gods? Hmm? Because you step out of your spirituality into another reality. Hmm? You can't do this. You can't do this. Hmm? When your law under your religion dictates that you may have... You may can do this. You may, 
under your religion, you can have more than one wife. Or in your religion, uh, you have to you are uh, required to pray for five times a day or even more. But you can't do this under this law, or you'd be subjugated, or tried, or fined. Law. That's the next thing. That's the next thing I was going to go to. By God. Anytime you got a law over you, there's a God over you. That's why when you when you break the law. A man, a man is dressed in black, representing the God that who you got to answer to. Hmm? So how many gods are you serving? You don't even know. Because there's just so many laws being passed that you are confound to being susceptible to all these laws. You worship Satan and know it not throughout your religion. That's why I was trying to tell that sister from the get-go. You're worshiping Satan, and you think you're highly religious and worshiping God, but you're not worshiping God. You can't worship God when Satan is ruling. You can't half-ass worship God because you're confined to rules. Everybody got a rule. You got a rule in your household. If you break that rule, you subjugate to punishment under my rule, under my household. No matter how old you are, you can be my mama. I don't agree with that shit that you're doing. Everything got laws and sub. You work on the job, you got laws and regulations that you are subjected unto. Psychological mind fucking on the highest level. Let me, let me finish up that thing there, because I want to get on that. That, that, that. That's I'm saving that one for the last one because because I, I, I agree with you and, and I, I just want to come from a different direction. But see this guy Herman Cain. What does he have in common with Jay Z uh, on all of these? Guys that have become super rap stars, hip hop stars. What does he have in common with them? Foolishness. No, what he has in common is that he's he is. See, Herman Cain's made money. He's not one of those that waiting for them to give him a car, you know, so he can keep his car. Herman Cain's made money. However, he made that money. I think it was through through the media and, and and stuff like that. But anyway, because he has been successful as a black man, our people were so caught up and this is why this is why the hip hop music today, um and and I say today because, you know, back in the day it really wasn't like what it is now. Um and the perfect example is the hip hop music of today. See, Herman Cain has been put forward to say, Well, okay, here's a black man with money, so listen to him and that the average I shouldn't say average, but there's a number, a big number of our people that are just watching people who's got money. Because Jay-Z has millions or billions or whatever he has, they, 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 think he, they act like he's God. So that's what he has. Herman Cain didn't have to run for president? 
So no, none of these people no, no. have to run for Barack, Barack didn't have to run for president. Barack had money. Okay, but they just want power. They want to be. No, uh, no, be, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, listen, hold on. No. Nah, Nobody. Uh-uh. Let me say this. You know how much it costs to run just to get, on, um, on, just Eric, to be a mayor? Brother Eric, if you seriously think that Barack Obama decided to, to run for president of the states, of, of the United States of America, then you're fooling yourself because he was the not, not the one who decided. You don't, I'm not talking you don't about become that the, aspect. I'm not talking about that aspect of it. No, but we have to look at that aspect. We have to look at where it started. In we already know. We, are, we didn't already oh, talk about how he was designed no, to be that. Okay, groomed you know, to be that. You, but maybe somebody who's not listen, who's listening on the radio don't know. What I'm saying is this. This man came out of nowhere, okay? I'm not into politics. I was never into politics before 2004. I just happened to have the television. I, no, I was over someone's house, and they had it on, and here comes this black man as a keynote speaker. I said, what's going on? And I listened to it, okay? Great oratory skills, smooth, charisma, the whole nine yards. They're going to want him for president. And I told some people that, and they said, nah, man, you don't know. Them no black man would ever run for the president of America. I said, they're going to run him for president because Hillary Clinton, okay, Hillary Clinton was next in line as far as the world of politics was concerned. If it wasn't for Barack Obama, Hillary Clinton would have won and become president of the United States of America. But in this patriarchal society, they don't want no no woman at the helm. Because she, they knew she would have stood up and said, I ain't doing what you guys are telling me to do. I'm going to do what's right for the women and the children and certain issues that she wants to do on. You see what I'm saying? I'm not saying she would have never been a puppet, but she wouldn't have been the biggest puppet, as big as a puppet as, 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 as Barack Obama is. Barack's a puppet. I had nothing against the man as a human being, but straight up, he's a puppet. You don't become... You, you first of all, you, you don't, you don't. Come on, the keynote speaker at the Democratic convention. B, the history of the Democratic Party is simply this: the Democratic Party and the KKK are one. Okay. You know, I'll tell you this, brother. There's no way that man came man. forward unless those KKK boys said we need this guy. They decided they wanted Barack Obama. Uh, uh, I'll tell you this. I'll tell you this one thing. I'll tell you this. White white men that are influential in the game are now coming out telling everybody else that it's just a game. I'm talking about people with millions. I'm talking about people. I've listened to. Don't you know that uh, 85%. Are the people in Congress are millionaires? Of course they are. That's what politics is about. The president of the United States of America, look, Barack Obama was not rich. He had a little something-something while he wasn't loaded. But that brother's loaded now, man. Yeah, he he back. His children and his children's 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 children are set right now. He made That's a deal with them. They said, look, 
Barack, we want you to run for president of the United States of America. Okay, what's in it for me? If he was smart. The politics is all about that. They all just chill well, uh, The basis of, of this is your liberty ain't backed by no individual. Your liberty and your freedom is backed by yourself, not by nobody else. And that's the thing. Not, and that's by, the thing. Not, that country not, 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 support not by voting. liberty or freedom. You know, black look, folks. Look, look, not by America. voting. Not by propping no. some individual that you never, ain't about being white. never knew of. Your your freedom and justice and equality is backed by yourself. B, and you do that looking within your family. That's why they got the royal family. Because they did that shit free. within the family. I agree, but the thing is, black folks need to pay attention right now and need to understand and get off of this, get off of this victimhood sob story and thinking it's all about them being black. Look at the beatings that these white folks have been taking in Occupy Wall Street. It, it ain't about being black. It's about being. It's not about being black. It's about control. It's about white. It's cup. about living and understanding how your see can see tomorrow. That's what it's about. It ain't about being black. No, it's not. That. Oh, and we need to get off this. We need to get off this tip about oh, you know, being black and being black and all of this in society. No, man. Look, I understand that black people take it worse than everybody else, but look at what is going on right now. And I'm not saying that I'm siding with white folks. Don't get me wrong, folks. I ain't one of them in house Negroes. I'm just saying, wake up and smell the coffee. It's not always. It's all about economics. It's all about who runs the economics, who has the money, runs things. That's why you've got cops out there beating their own white people out on the street, beating the crap out of them. I mean, just beating them. I saw a, I saw a clip today on RT, okay? Look at the news, people. You know what? If you watch the news that is being aired within the United States of America, you're not going to see it for real, 300, you know? Or as you guys say up there, you're not going to get the full 100, okay? Go look at RT News. Get off the tip of thinking because, because the media has and, – and, and, and the propaganda that has been spread about Iran and, and, and Russia and all of that. Listen to RT News. Go to RT.com. It's live streaming. Go to their YouTube. They will show you the real deal. I saw this white dude get picked up by police and get physically thrown back across a barrier, physically, okay? And they showed him there on the ground, just broke. I mean, it's like, and some black folks will probably say, good, both time to those white folks. Yo, understand something. If they're doing that to their own people, it's not about you being black. It's just about being in America. It is it's just about in- being, this is just about being. You can be wherever you are. It's just about and, and this life. is the thing. You have it's, to it's build. about controlling life, controlling thoughts, controlling the mindsets of individuals. It's not about color. The elite made it to be about color. Yeah, it's that was not about that. Was that. I tell people all the time slavery, slavery, racism, and other things that have been put before us just tools. Just like right now with Iran. RT News is pointing out that the same organization that has been proven wrong about the Iraq 
the reason why they ran into Iraq before full weapons of mass destruction are now claiming that Iran has got nuclear this and that and the other. But but and then the clock talking about oh this Russian scientist was the one. Yo, this guy was not Russian. He was not. It was a, it was an American. I can't remember. I can't remember which one. It was one of those big big boys on the big networks, and they were claiming that. The, the, the so-called expert was on there saying, oh, this particular Russian scientist named the guy the Hill Nine Yards. Well, you listen to the news on RT.com. Go to YouTube. Look for RT News. Go look for RT, okay? And they will tell you straight up, this guy's not Russian. And second of all, the people that know him are saying, hey, this guy, just because he worked in a, in a nuclear in a nuclear plant or a missile, whatever it was, I can't remember exactly which one it was, doesn't mean that he's a nuclear physicist. The guy was actually into making diamonds or forming diamonds. This is what this guy did. He he, he dealt with with, 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 with with other things, and they don't, and they just give you all of this propaganda, and they've been hoodwinking and bad losing everybody in America, everyone, whether you're white, whether you're black, whether you're Arab, whether you're whatever, okay? They've been hoodwinking and bad losing people. They hoodwink the, they even hoodwink uh, the white people with Barack Obama. Black people talking about oh Barack Obama, but hold on, you have to understand. The perfect example, okay, that this man was put there to fool people was that he even fooled the white folks. Look at all the white folks that supported the man. I understand what you're saying. But but you got to also, uh, let's look at our own <clears throat> thing before we got into slavery. <clears throat> there was leaders that uh, accepted this Shit to happen in the first place. What are you talking about? And who who winked us? No, man. No, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. No, first of all, hell that's no. No, hold no. on, oh, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. I have African, I have African brothers and sisters that I have sat down and talked to. The people that were involved in that, they got killed off. You can't do that to a leader. No, 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 bro. There was this discussion that took place. And I beg you to differ. And we're going in history at this and do a show. You want to do a show on this? You get your information, and I get my information. I'm telling you straight out of Africa, B. There was a dialogue that took place. I'm not talking about dialogue that happened outside over here now. I'm talking about, hey, don't nothing take place without dialogue in the first, first place. You just don't come over to somebody's place and just start taking shit and taking What are you people. talking about? That's exactly what they did. No, no man, that never happened. No, man. No, no, no. You want to uh-huh. look, you want the truth? Look, this is the deal. The first the first slaves that were ever taken out were not by Let's were do a not, show on it. Let's do a show on no. it with you on there and we're going to teach on it. Let's do that. Cause we ain't got, I ain't got no problem with that, but but but, but we cannot come. No, hold on. Go, but we cannot come. We cannot come with rumors and innuendos because that's what you're coming with. No, I'm not coming with rumors and innuendos. Well, who where you get it from? 
Okay. From the white man, let's from the stop. white man's let's history. Stop. Come on, no, B. Nah, bruh. That's white man let's history. Hold up. Let's hold up for a minute. Monkey. Let's hold up. Like let's, let's do a show let's, on it, bruh. Let's I ain't got no problem with that. But, uh, but, okay, all right. Let me we, finish we what do I'm a saying whole first. Show on it okay. we, can't, we only got 10 okay, minutes Okay, well, left. I'm letting that go. I'm letting that go. Let me finish what I was saying earlier. I'm letting that go. We'll do a show. We'll do a show. Let me just finish what I was saying. Um, uh, One of you mentioned the NBA, and I, I believe it's you, Brother Eric. Um, I, I had learned recently what happens is with these guys is that when they come in, they get an orientation. They sign a, they sign when they sign the contract. It says that there is a certain orientation that they have to submit themselves to, and within that orientation, they then tell them, "Look, the girl from the hood, you don't roll with her no more. The boys from the hood, you can't be rolling up in the hood like you used to anymore." Those guys that end up in the NBA, if you notice, they don't even roll like that anymore. You know, the last one that probably did was Allen Iverson, okay, because he was straight up there. But they they get an orientation to tell them, look, this is the image that you must portray, and you must have Miss Barbie doll on your arm because if you don't have Miss Barbie doll on your arm, you're not going to get you're not going to get the big contracts, and you're not going to get the big endorsements and everything else. So that's why that comes in the NBA. These guys sell out to the money and the fame. That's what they sell out to, okay? Um, um, uh, because the, the ultimately, because the orientation is what it's all about. That's how they end up that way. Um, um, the sister, I, sister, are you still there? Is it is the sister they, still there? Everybody gone, man. Are they gone? Uh, okay. Yeah. Look, that's. That's just the that's just the spoke about you know these passes and all of that because you've been talking about it and all of that and all this big stuff. I I, I myself was I've been there you know and, and we guys have been there whatever religion we you've been in we've been in there, and and I was in the Christian religion because that's what my family was in, and I never forget when I realized my calling to serve and I'm not talking about to become a minister because I realized that it's two different things. But my calling to serve, to be there for my fellow men. And when I went forward, um, I sat down with my bishop, who was my pastor, a pastor of my church and the bishop of the seven churches. And he said, I've been waiting for you. And I said, okay, cool. And he said, I said, well, how did you know? And he said, I know I recognize that. And he said, I've been, in, I'm, I'm here for a reason. And I have to recognize it in people. And he said, I've been waiting for you to come forward, and, and, and I'm glad you did. So he laid it out all for me, what I needed to do in order to become recognized as a minister of God. And I said, I can't do that. And Brother Eric, I think you, you said something on it earlier. Um, and he said, and he said, what do you mean? And I said, well, let me drop it for you. I said, the Bible says that God gives us the gifts of ministry, prophecy, blah, 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 blah. He said, yes. I said, well, why should I have to wait for man to honor that which God gave me? And he looked at me, and this man embraced me. He shocked me. He got up, he came around, and embraced me. And he said, Antoine, let me tell you something. You go do what you're supposed to do. I said, now I'm confused. And he said, well... I've been, he said, you know, I'm, I, I teach. I said, yeah, you hardly <coughs> teach. That's why I like being around you because you teach. And, and, and I learned from you, and that's what I, you know. And 
he said, I said, well, he said, well, obviously, in order for me to teach effectively, I have to study. And, I can, and I'll tell you straight up, there are certain things that I've found out that I've been questioning. He said, but I cannot bring myself to possibly mess with people's salvation. I said, well, Bishop, that's on you. I said, well, what are you telling me? He said, go forward and do what you're supposed to do. Whatever it is within you that says you must do, do it. Well, I ended up hanging around for probably about another six months or so. But I started, I stopped sitting in the front of the church and going sitting in the back of the church and paying attention to what was really going on. Because you see more in the back than you do in the front. And I started seeing altar calls with certain layers. You got those people up front, and it was just a generational thing. There were like three generations of, of people in that, in that, three generations within that church. And the last generations, the younger generations, were just in there just like nudging people up at the altar call. Oh, look at censor. Oh, look at censor. Oh, look at censor. And then it's just a ritual thing. And I'm watching it, and I'm like, God, they're just following their family. They're not even getting anything from it. Bible studies, asking questions. I'm a, well, well, know, that's I, the way I, it goes. But, but we got two minutes left. As, uh, as you guys know, I go deep. So I started asking questions. What does it mean, to mean that we're made in the image of God? What, is it, what, is it, what, did, what did Jesus mean when he said that we can do, we can, I have come to show you what you can do and more, even greater things than I? Why is it that people, well, we're not getting, getting taught as to what that is? Questions like, you know, what can we do? What do you mean? Well, what can we do? Because we're always being told what we can't do. So what can we do? And none of these questions, answers were coming. Now, Brother Eric, this is on what you're talking about. Look, bro, we got we got two minutes left, man. Two minutes, okay. Well, we're gonna have to do it another time. But I found uh, my way exactly give, how give Brother Eric is, is, is trying I'm, to portray the people. You. Go within your Give us uh, your uh, Blog Talk Radio show, and we're gonna take this uh, up. Come on over to uh, come over over to Diaspora Talks. Um, right now, I'm not doing a show every week, but I mean every day. Um, we'll be doing more just concentrating on my business. You heard the the, the, um, the, um, the commercial on here. Come over and check us at MAD Direct. That's a great price. Peace, love. Hey. Hey, if you guys got a minute, holler at me. Got you, brother. Got you, got you. Mm-hmm. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.